The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol, or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Still here? Then pour your favorite beverage, sit back, and let's get this fucking show started. Previously on Fantastic Forum. Uh, ass and tits. Yeah. And ninjas. I mean, ass and oh. tits and ninjas. My three favorite things. I'm looking at a picture of penis. <laughs> I bet you are. Oh, but, I have uh, for penis. He sure does. Do you all see Moses' left nut in chat? He didn't lift weights or anything, but he was just muscular and round because he's kind of fat. But he was muscular. He looked like Homer when he had the power sauce. I don't know what I did in life to get blamed for everything. Hey, you were born. Where he made everybody come. Congratulations to Dr. Intern getting her doctorate in whatever it is. Comicsology. There it is. That's where she's going to work with that degree. I, I, it's safe to say that all of us except Larry like creamed ourselves watching it. Well, <laughs> it's not turn-based. Yeah, like you only come to turn-based things. Tune in to Fantastic Forum Live Wednesday nights, 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific on allgames.com. Fantastic Forum. Assemble. We're coming at you live once again from all over the country. We got Oz somewhere in Illinois. Larry, if he shows up, is somewhere over the South Pacific. And Joe probably stepped into a wormhole. We'll see if he makes it out. But yeah, we're here live as always, bringing you our weekly discussions about all things dirty and nerdy uh this week in fact we got a review of the new dc universe series swamp thing a character that I, i'm very familiar with and, and quite the big fan of we also have a review of the finale of doom patrol another series on dc universe um 
as well as a review of the new Batman book, Last Night on Earth. I think Oz might even talk to us about Heroes in Crisis. So it's a very DC-centric show. I know Big Man's probably going to beat off to this episode. He's always complaining that we're on that Marvel hype. But no, this was a DC episode, I guess. We didn't plan it that way. It just turned out to be that way. Or did we? I'm your host today, Moses Magnum. That disembodied voice you heard was Oz. Yeah, it's a shame Mayor Young isn't here because I had a legitimate endgame question I wanted to ask. It's been bugging me. Like I've been fighting with people all week. Oh, yeah. I've been discussing. I, even today, I, I was actually late because I was discussing how uh, they irresponsibly created a bunch of fucked up universes. And not even that. Like, just aside from the time travel stuff, I actually, like, was getting in arguments with people. What was the argument? They were all talking about how, how much they love Captain Marvel and oh, how okay. she's, she's the most powerful one there and she could have <laughs> taken Thanos by, by herself. And so I'm there like, you know, if she's so powerful, why didn't she just put on the gauntlet when she had it? Right. Like, if she's more powerful than Thanos, and she could have survived wearing it. Right. You know, if anybody, uh, if anybody in the MCU was made to wear the gauntlet, it would have been her because she's part gauntlet, not fucking Hulk because of the space yeah. stone. Well, Hulk is, uh, he could have done it supposedly because he's gamma radiated, but. Yeah, but know. it still fucked him up where, like, right. Captain Marvel was holding a gauntlet with all the stones on it. And never thought to put it on. Instead, let's give it to the guy that could possibly die from using it. It's like, in this reality, uh, Tony Stark would die from standing in front of the microwave with all that gamma radiation coming from it. Right. And also, he didn't really have to snap, right? No, you don't have to snap. No, yeah, I mean, that, that's just, like, he could have yeah. just reality stoned away all the weapons and just taken yeah. down the army without actually having to like die yeah like he literally could have manipulated them all to just be babies and be like or just humunculi like and just round them up make new hot dogs out of them you know like just grind them up and make food for the people that way the grateful universe would not be hungry he could have actually yeah. made thanos into grimace yeah i hate that yeah, fucking it, movie it, it's yeah no it's you know the 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 conversations i had today and look, we're going into this. I still got business to do, but we'll get to that right now. But yeah, I was cutting this kid's hair, and he's like, "Well, well, the dad didn't understand the whole like creating parallel universes thing, or universe, uni So I had to explain to him that. But then he's like, "So that means that there's a universe where essentially Star Lord just got killed by those dudes that were waiting for him when he got the stone." And I go, yes. Oh, because he was knocked out. Yeah, exactly. So they just left him there to get ambushed. Maybe they will keep him alive. I don't know. They, they don't look like nice people. You know what I mean? And then there's that. So there's that universe. So we don't know what ends up happening with Ego later on in that universe. Like he could actually maybe get his plan off the ground. But then there's also a universe where uh, the... Loki escapes with the stone, you know? And that's going to be a TV show. I guess. That's what we're so supposing. So then, you know, then the guy asks me, well, the kid tries to argue with me and says, well, no, because they're going to put those stones, like, the second they leave. So it's like, well, then that means that by you going back in time, you alter the future. You know what I mean? 
like which they said in the movie that you can't do. Well, that's the same argument we had with Mayor, where we're telling him, yeah. Well, no, in 2014, Loki gets away with the, with the with the Tesseract. Right. The Tesseract that they return, they take it to the 70s. Right. And by the way, it's not the Tesseract anymore at that point. It's just the stone that was in the Tesseract. <laughs> yeah. Which was they my whole point the with the scepter last week. Yeah. Yeah, they break the Tesseract. Yeah. And even at that point, it's like, you know, all they spent like three movies uh, searching, asking people, where is the Tesseract? You know, and it's like, the shit's called the Tesseract. It's a cosmic cube. You know, like, first of all, they made the cosmic cube into the Power Stone, which is stupid, because... Uh, you know, then they just call it the Tesseract, and it's like, well, I got your Tesseract right here, and then you know, I could just be holding a couple of dice, you know what I mean? Like, anything that's a cube is a Tesseract. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I would have given them a CD of the band Tesseract, you know what I mean? And somebody online pointed out that uh, in the Thor movies, in all the in all the Thor movies, Loki dies at the end. In all right. the Avengers movies, Loki gets away with the, with the Tesseract at the end. Yeah. yeah it's, it's weird. But yeah, all this to say that if you want to join in on the conversation, you can hit us up in chat and whatnot. And um, Skype is a little weird right now. We might or might not be able to take calls. Hit us up. You know, Oz will give you the information. Well, the the lady will give you the information when right get now. Want to in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at allgames.com slash live. Join the party. You know you want to. It's also a good time to tell you that this show is proudly brought to you by the good people at Jeffrey's Comics, LA and South Bay's premier comic book and collectible outlet. Got everything from pop dolls to popcorn. Do they oh. have popcorn? Nah, but it just it seemed like a natural transition. I didn't write this ahead of time. I'm just going with it. Okay. But you can give them a call, and the nice gentleman will tell you what to do with that. 310-538-3198. Yeah, you just call them up. You can order whatever you want, and they'll ship it to you. We also have our, our Fantastic Forum special, where you buy three trade paperbacks, you get the fourth one free, which is going to be good when that Black Hammer Justice League book comes out, because you want after reading that, you're going to want to get caught up on Black Hammer, and you can get that there. But yeah, all that, yeah Endgame was a piece of garbage. And uh, speaking of Endgame, I'm still giving away that print. Uh, Nobody has claimed it. I'm going to put a picture of it in Discord if you uh, give me a few seconds here. Um, Yeah, maybe entice you guys. I don't think people know what it looks like. I don't think you posted that last week, did you? I don't remember. No, I I didn't. But yeah, I, I just uploaded it to Discord. Um, yeah, I'm giving it away. I, I don't want it in my house. And, uh, yeah, so all you got to do, the, no, you, gotta, you don't got to answer no trivia or anything. Like, just, just DM me or email me at fantasticforum at allgames.com. Tweet us, whatever. Just say you want it. Give me the address where to t- send it. I'll pay for the shipping, too, so you're, you're actually saving money. Just help me get the shit out of my house. Who? Oh, is that Hawkeye underneath Black Panther? Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. It's that horrible is... in that picture, in that angle. Um, but it, it doesn't look that bad when you're actually holding the print. The print is actually, the art's pretty good. It's uh, Tone Rodriguez doing the art. And uh, he, uh, I believe he used uh, uh, an old Zet cover as reference. So That's yeah. the wrong Hulk, too. He doesn't have his Yeah, it suit. is. No, it's because, well, you know, this was done way before the movie came out. So 
He just went with the hook because he's the wrong Thor too, you know. Yeah, a lot of people happy they can they can cosplay Thor. Yeah, lazy fucks. I mean, yeah, I'm not, but I, nah, I see. I, my dogs just came to greet me for some reason. There might be an intruder at the yard. Fireworks. Oh, fireworks are going off. All right. Wow, already? That's still a month away. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, it's they've been they started since uh, uh, what was it Memorial Day? Maybe a little before. Now, are you sure um, they're fireworks? Yeah, yeah, they're fireworks. Okay. Um, yeah, let's let's jump right into what, what should we talk? Why don't you tell me a little bit about Heroes in Crisis? Want to hear about that? I only read issue one and two, and you said it's over now, right? Issue six. Yeah, I think issue six came out either last week or the the week before. It's a Tom King book. I don't remember who the artist is. We talked about them before. Yeah. I don't. Do you? You don't remember the. I don't remember the artist, but I can, while you're giving me oh, the filibuster, I can. Claim Mad. Oh, yeah. I, I remember, you know, I remember last week I was telling Lawrence how, like, the last two or three issues, there's, like, three or four artists, because I guess, he, I guess he, couldn't, he couldn't get it done by himself. Mm-hmm. So, the, it, it's a little interesting. There, so when the art does change, like, from one page to the next. It's not too mm-hmm. bad. It's not too drastic. It, it can be noticeable though if you pay attention to that kind of stuff. And that's what made me like. I actually saw that. I was like, "Whoa, what the hell happened to Clayman's art?" And then I turned, I turned the back to the 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 page that tells you the writer and all that. And I was like, "Oh, he only did these pages." And I think one book he only did like two pages. But it's not. Okay. It, it's not. It's not bad. It was just it got me a little bit. Now, you said this was in this last issue that that happened, or it was it was happening throughout the the thing. I really noticed it in like the last three. Because I think I remember it happening in like issue two myself, but it kind of fit the story. Like if it was like the flashback stuff was done by somebody else. And yeah, then... that that may have been what what happened. Um, oh, it's actually nine issues. Sorry, not six. Yeah. But I didn't you notice heard, it. You, you read all nine? Yeah, I read the whole story. I didn't really notice it until like the last two or three because that's where it was really... I mean, it, it you know, same scene from one page to the next, but the art's different. Like they they look a little oh. bit different now. Like they try to do do it the way Clay Man did it, but mm-hmm. there's always going to be that difference. Yeah. And so, Heroes in Crisis is a story about Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman basically created what they call the sanctuary, and it's this like like I want to say mental institution because it's not like a crazy house. It's like a a place where heroes can go and kind of get some mental help because that some heroes have seen some shit. Some heroes has, have died and, you know, they all got issues that and this is something that's never really explored too much in the books. I saw them setting this up, actually, when I read The Gift. And that's uh, that was a three three part series in the Batman books where Booster Gold like tries to do something for Batman and obviously as happens he fucks up the timeline and to fix it like he has to do some shit where by the end of it when he's explaining to Batman what happened after he's fixed everything like he he keeps wiping his 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 lenses on his on his on his costume and he's like they they just won't get clean like he just keeps seeing the blood that splattered at him from from some of the shit that he saw so he's got this trauma and he's like, well, I'll go to this place and deal with it. And so every every couple of pages, one of the characters is there kind of talking about one of their traumas. And 
it's done kind of like in a reality show. They do the confessional where like the person's just talking to the camera and they literally right. are talking to the camera. And what's supposed to happen is this is this all gets deleted. So nobody, nobody's supposed to know. And then in the in the first issue, a bunch of the heroes there get killed. There, there's a massacre. Uh, th- so they're trying to figure out, well, who who killed these guys? And the two top suspects are Booster Gold and Harley Quinn. And you find out that Booster Gold saw Harley Quinn killing somebody. Harley Quinn saw Booster Gold killing somebody. But they're both kind of dealing with some shit. So they don't know. <clears throat> they, they don't know if they if they saw like a, a hallucination from what they were dealing with or if what they saw was real or if they're just that it's their mind convincing them that it's not me. It's this person. Meanwhile, Batman and and the Flash are investigating it. And they both come up with different conclusions. So nobody knows. Like the whole the whole story arc is finding out who committed these crimes, who who killed all these heroes. While Booster Gold and Harley Quinn are kind of trying to trying to fight each other because each one thinks that it was the other one. I don't know if that kind of makes sense. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. It's like the superhero version of like a Mexican standoff, like Reservoir Dogs. Yeah it. And it's it's a crazy story because that that really the the mystery kind of goes into the background because every book you you learn about different traumas with different characters, and it's just it, it's an interesting thing to see how they're trying to deal with it because there's also like a holodeck where they they can use that as part of their therapy. So you see what what they try to do. So like uh, Lagoon Boy, he's dealing with a trauma that he got shot. So he you said le- legume boy. Yeah, like a bean. Le no, not legume, not legume, lagoon. He lagoon. looks like the oh, okay. like the the guy from Shape of Water. Oh, all right, okay, creature from the Black Lagoon type. Yeah, so he got shot at some point, and that's what he that's the trauma that he's trying to deal with, and the way he's doing it is by recreating that event. So there's like a page of just panel after panel after panel of him getting shot in the chest, and he's I, he's. So you see him trying to work through that. Huh. And normally, I, I don't really like when when writers try to like kind of cram something down my throat. Like uh, like if, if this was any other book, I'd be like, okay, look, I understand mental health is important. And I understand suicide prevention is important because some of these people are dealing with, with some shit. But I can't do it this much. So you're, you're throwing too much at me. But because of the situation that they're in, that it does take place in this in the sanctuary... It fits mm-hmm. with the story, so it doesn't bother me as much. It's not. Right. It's not like halfway through the story, somebody stops. Well, oh, I need to deal with this. It, it it's part of the the arc of everything that's going on. Like this is why this place exists. So Superman giving a speech to me about why this place needs to exist. It it, it doesn't feel like he's preach like the writer's preaching to me because that's. I mean, that's the story. Right. I think the the magicians does this really well, where they have episodes where somebody either tries or does commit suicide, and it's all about you know at, at the end they give you the suicide prevention hotline, and it, those episodes get really really heavy, but it's it doesn't feel like they're trying to push it on you. It feels kind of natural to the story of what's going on. Like you understand, I understand why this character feels this way. I I don't feel like I'm being preached to. 
you know, and, and they're still getting it, they're still getting an important point across. So I just want to put that out there because I, I I know a lot of people that that don't like to be preached at, and you know, a lot of stories they don't they don't like to to read or watch or whatever because because of something like that. So there is a little bit of that, but it makes sense. It, it goes with the story. You know, that's why that's why all the characters are there. Okay. And Overall, how'd you like uh, the execution of the story since you read all the issues? I actually enjoyed it. Especially, well, I mean, I like Booster Gold. I don't like Harley Quinn. Right. So the, the two of them going at each other it, is kind of a cool thing. Hmm. But yeah, and then, I mean, there's some great moments in it. There's like there, there's one moment where uh, Batman and The Flash are are looking for Booster and Harley. They they can't find them. And so the Flash is going, like, he goes off, comes back to the cave. It's like, well, they're not in Europe. Then he goes off, he goes back to the cave. He's like, well, they're not in Africa. And Bat- <laughs> Batman's like, you know, you, you don't have to come to the cave every time. You can just tell me on the comms. You know, I, I designed a system for us, blah, 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 blah. And the Flash is like, well, I'm faster than the comms. And so as the Flash is going to, like, Australia now and, and South America, while Batman's like, well, technically, I mean, it, like, he's doing the calculations to figure out who's faster, his comms or the, or the Flash. So you get, That's these, funny. you get these little moments like that that are kind of cool. You know, it's, the, it's, yeah. it's sides you don't get a lot from, from these characters. Yeah. The, the, the mystery of, uh, of what happened that's that's kind of an interesting thing, you know. Try because while you read it, you're trying to figure out well, was it Harley or was it Booster? Uh-huh. It, it had to be one of them because they're the only two left alive that from the group that was there. And so you, who was it? I don't know if I should say. Well, the two spoilers, uh, spoiler poopers aren't here today. So yeah, if there's any time to say it. It's... That doesn't mean I should spoil it. Although, yeah. what actually happened? Is also interesting. It, I think it was kind of smart the way it was done, and they do take the time to to explain. Like they they go back. The last issue kind of goes back. Like, well, uh, this person did this, and this person did this. That's why this, this, and that is probably the best description I can give without actually like spoiling stuff. Well, you got to say that again then, because that's a little too much for me to process right now. A, a lot of the a lot of stuff like why why Booster Gold saw Harley Quinn do it why Harley Quinn saw Booster Gold do it they explain that well what's going on there then a whole bunch of little stuff like well this is why Booster Shield wasn't working you know lit little things like that okay I guess that makes sense. Overall, how many uh, how many suicide prevention calls out of five would you give Heroes in Crisis as a whole? I'll give it four. It's a good story, and even though the the artist changes, it's not like it, they change it to a shitty artist. So right, the, the art's decent throughout. It's a good story. I like those pages of seeing the heroes talking to me about their problems. I love the design for for Batwoman for Batgirl. And actually, when when I saw the art, the artist change, that's actually what what bugged me, the most, is that the the other artist's background didn't look as good as Clay Man's. 
Like they like they must oh, okay. diff- like they must use different reference models. Yeah. Or something cuz the man, the girl Clay man used I <laughs> It, it, it's not it, it's not huge differences, but I noticed it. Okay. And I think I think the other person was really just going off of Clay Man's design. I mean, so many, so many people are just used to giving them the full cow. Uh huh. And and you know having the the hair in the back. So actually, like, like this is the worst disguise ever. That that little tiny mask does not hide anything. Yeah, I, I've never been a fan of the hair coming out the back myself. Um, it looks cool, but really, like, hair is a weakness. Like, they can pull you from it, you know? Right, but have you seen this Batgirl design? I don't remember if she was in the first two. I think, I feel like I did. I know, but... we, we talked about her because yeah. there was that story because she shows her butt. Right. And a whole bunch of people got butt hurt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they took it in the butt. Um, I'll, I'll post the picture I'm pulling. Yeah, do that. Uh, just because I feel like I did see it, but I don't know if I read it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, real quick in chat, uh, Tiger Claw says, What's up, Fantastic Forum? We're just two days away from the release of Dark Phoenix. It's an end of an era. He says that on a good song. A milestone. Then he wants to know if we saw King of Monsters, which I didn't. I didn't either, but I might this weekend. Yeah. So I posted that picture. Like that, oh, right. that mask doesn't cover anything, right? Yeah. Like she might as well just be wearing glasses. Yeah. No, that's even worse than what I had envisioned for the hair. I I do remember. I, I what issue was that from? I. Uh, it's got to be like two or three. Yeah, because I remember seeing that. Oh, four actually. Four. Okay, so maybe I read up to four. Well, we talked about this specific page because that's the page yeah. where her butt is like one whole panel. Right, well, right. N- not but, even. But I actually panel. remember. I, I remember reading because that's when she talks about um, the Joker like shooting her, right? Yeah. In fact, yeah. That, that's why her butt is because she's showing the entrance wound and the exit right. wound, and it comes out the back so it's not like yeah her pants are around her ankles i mean her butt is right. covered it's just yeah, yeah. a very well sculpted butt and yeah. just as a bonus i'm gonna post a picture of lois lane of just the panel oh because uh clayman is a is a genius yeah like i think um, that i think that's the page before oh wow i mean nothing <laughs> hey baby i was just putting stuff in chat that i'm not looking at um but yeah all right i i look forward to reading the rest of the issues i haven't read not based on this salacious art but just on you know i i did like the idea of this murder mystery involving this uh kind of like superhero therapy place you know what i mean uh billy okay in chat says tired avengers wired dupe yeah he, he wants more dupe but you know I can only give you so much dupe. I'm 60% sure he's not even sure what dupe is. I think he is. He got excited when I had dupe in the news a couple weeks back. No, I think he heard it once, and now he's... <laughs> so Swamp Thing, man. Yeah, Swamp Thing. How how much did you love it? Really? <laughs> well, I guess for those of you who are uninitiated, Swamp Thing is a character that was created by Bernie Rice and, and Len Wein. Uh, R.I.P. Lynn Ween um, and Bernie Ryson for that matter uh, you know it was like a horror comic about a guy that becomes a swamp monster a collection of swamp scum and algae and vines and 
and uh, he basically protects the swamp. And uh, you know, he comes a little throughout the seventies and eighties becomes a little more of an environmental thing, but then also a horror thing, depending on which issues you read. And it goes from that, and then it becomes a full blown superhero thing. Uh, he basically, yeah. Uh, there's been a lot of iterations, and then this one just feels like just another one. Um, DC Universe released it last week, and it's the episode was directed by Len Wiseman, and it's done by James Wan's company, which I can't think of the name of right now. But it's the people that are, you know, they're actually bringing you Annabelle Goes Home, which I think comes out next week, if not this week. Um, they do this, they have this horror franchise. Uh... Yeah, I was telling me what you thought of uh, something. I think the company is it Big Shoe Productions? I think so. It's either that or Atomic Monster Productions? No, Atomic Monster. That's the one. Okay. Uh, I mean, the, the episode was fine. It was okay. Uh, I can't say I loved it. It bugged me that it takes place in Louisiana and nobody has that accent. Well, I mean, people have that accent. It's just not the people that are the main characters. It's everybody around the main characters has it. No, even the people that had tried an accent, it wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, well, no, 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 no. So they have bad accents. So wh- which is it? They have bad accents or they have no accent? They don't have the right accent. No. So they have the wrong accent. Right. But they have an accent. Yes. Okay. Uh, you know, I had the same problem with The Nun, where I think it takes place in like. Honestly, I don't know where it takes place. It just feels like nobody's speaking the same accent. So and, and uh, that's another atomic ro- atomic monster or atomic robot movie whatever it's called. So that I, you know it's happened with it happened in the Conjuring two it happened in the Annabelle movie you know what I mean like and yeah that it's happening here again. Yeah, well, I mean, overall I enjoyed the show. It was it was in, it kept my attention. It was interesting. I could see how they're trying to go with a with a horror thing. And it was only the first one, but I think we I think like in two he's already Swamp Thing, right? Like that was yeah. It's, the the issue one is his origin. Yeah, uh, but I mean I, I'm used to the origin. So when I've read the car accident, right? Well, no. In in the comics, they don't spend that much time in. The, there's not a whole issue devoted to his origin. You know what I mean? Like it just happens and. You know, Man Thing, the same thing, same way. They came out, I think, months apart from each other. Uh, this episode actually reminded me of the Man Thing uh, movie, Marvel Studios' first movie that isn't as successful as anything else they've done. But it, it has that feel, and I kind of feel like they looked to that for inspiration on some shots, even. But yeah, th- this issue was, this episode was his origin. And uh, we spent a lot of time with Alec as a person. I-, I don't see why they would do that unless they wanted to turn him back later. <laughs> yeah. Well, there'll probably be flashbacks or something. I- Honestly, from reading Swamp Thing comics, those are unnecessary. And plus, like, you, know, you, you got to show the actor's face. I mean, Swamp Thing doesn't exactly have a mask he can just take off for no reason. I mean... Again, I don't need to, but... Plus, I think they're trying to establish uh, him and Abby Arcane as being a thing. Yeah, but even them being a thing, like, there's no supernatural thing to Abby at all. So, like, like there's no real reason for their thing to really, like, be established. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they could have literally... Like, for Abby Arcane, they could have just 
made another character like not use Abby at all because she doesn't look like Abby. She doesn't act like Abby. Abby's like, like psychic, right? Well, she yeah, psychic, witchy type. You know what I mean? Like yes. she's also the daughter of the Avatar of the Rock. I mean, her 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 name is is Arcane. She's got a right. She's the daughter of the villain for Swamp Thing, and she's Swamp Thing's love interest. And on top of that, she also becomes the Avatar of the Rock. You know what I mean? So yeah, I don't think they'll uh, do any of that. No, no, I don't. I don't think they'll do any. I don't think they'll do any of the green at all. Like uh, I actually got to hang out with Larry on Sunday. Um, we're working on some stuff, and we had to have like a little creative meeting. And then on top of that, we took that time to talk about the stuff we've been reading and, and watching. And uh, <laughs> I, he asked me what I thought about Swamp Thing, and I go, uh, I explained to him my thoughts, which I will to you as the show goes on. But he goes, well, you're not ranting and raving like a fucking maniac about it. So it's like, you're like middle of the road. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, honestly, like whatever they're doing, they put effort into like the sets, the performances, cinematography, lighting, CGI, props, like everything looks good. Even the casting is, is good. The chick that plays Abby Arcane, if she had white hair, she'd be perfect. Aside from the white hair, like she does a good job. But really, like they're just not doing what I want to see from Swamp Thing. And I can't even be that mad, really, because as far as everything that they've done for Swamp Thing in mediums other than comics, like, I think this might be the best, <laughs> you know, like... Is the best you're going to get? I think so. And even this, I mean, it got canceled before it was done. Like, they had to... The third, last four episodes, like, they, they they stopped production on them and then finished 10 as the finale. Like, isn't we're not getting a second season, so... That could be either a good thing or a bad thing because they could either just conclude it and it'll just be its thing and it could either be good or bad and that's it. Or, uh, you know, yeah, that's really it. Like, it'll just be what it is and then they'll do something else. Some, you know, I'll probably have to wait another. Let's see, when a Swamp Thing cartoon came out, I was about seven. So, yeah, I'll probably have to wait another 30 years to get something good for Swamp Thing. Yeah, eh, I mean it's good. It wasn't bad. It's just I think uh, I think Doom Patrol spoiled me. Like if I had Doom- seen this uh, after Titans, I would have thought it was way better. Yeah, I mean it's it's a be- it's better written, better produced. I think. Yeah, the the effects are better in it. DC Universe definitely shot itself in the foot by putting Titans first. Yeah, I mean I look, think- that's what was supposed to sell it to us, right? Well, I I, I don't know if it was supposed to sell it to us. I think they thought if they put it behind everything else, it would make people cancel their subscriptions. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But I, it, it, it's, you know what? I see a lot of people getting excited about Titan season two. Oh, no. People, like, dumb motherfuckers on Instagram love it. Like, there's, um, there's actually DC Universe appreciation accounts where it's people just make a spam account where they can just post either memes or you know picture edits of stuff for dc universe and every now and then you'll get like one where they put like uh they'll do like a weird collage of like doom patrol uh they don't mention young justice at all nobody mentions young justice at all but they'll do doom patrol titans and anticipation of swamp thing and put them together it's like man thank you so much dc universe for making quality stuff but it's like like get Titans out of there. Like, you don't need Titans there. Like Young Justice is way better. Young Justice might be way better than like Swamp Thing and Titans. You know what I mean? If Titans would have just been a live action version of 
of the Young Justice, that would have been a lot better. Like yeah. same same scripts, just live action. Yeah, yeah. I the only thing I'm hoping is that they they've learned from Doom Patrol and season two will actually be good. There's hope, not a lot of hope, but there's some hope. Well, it's a different group of people working on it, you know, and they have their. What helps Doom Patrol is that there's not a lot that you know about it, you know? Like, they're not popular characters. So all they have to do is get a charming cast and good story, which, you know, it sounds easy, like, the way I'm saying it, but that that in itself is hard. But uh, it's just that magic formula of just not, not being super familiar with the source material and having well-written shows and well-performed characters well also what i think is doom patrol is ridiculous yeah like uh, like some of the stuff that happens there which come from the comics are completely absurd like when you when you first told us about danny the street we laughed like oh yeah that's stupid and then they do it on the show and it's amazing yeah and it's a show that understands it's ridiculous i mean the the first episode Mr. Nobody is saying, look, the critics are going to hate this show, but fuck them. He's letting you know that it, it, yeah. it's going to be weird. Uh, yeah. Where Titans takes itself way too serious. And Swamp Thing, it's kind of, I'm not going to say in the middle. It's It doesn't take itself as seriously as Titans, but it's more normal. It's more what we're used to. Like you said, if we were watching yeah. a Swamp Thing movie, then like this is what we would expect the first 20 minutes to be before it becomes Swamp Thing. Right. I and think- for my money, uh, to kind of reiterate something I said in the past, well, not that far in the past, but like 10 minutes ago, it's like, I don't need to see Alec turn into him. Like, I'm, I'm, like when the Vines were killing people and shit, I'm like, oh shit, it, it, Swamp Thing's already up and running. You know, like, I'm down. Like, having Swamp Thing be the monster and having people around him be the, like the investigator type, whether it's like a paranormal investigator or, uh, you know, Abby Arcane being the pathogen thing and then connecting with uh, Swamp Thing on some level, like... I'm down, you know, like I'm down with something not even talking, you know what I mean? Like, but, but that being said, I still like seeing Alec because I've never really uh, dealt with Alec in the comics as much. You know, I've dealt with Swamp the I've dealt with the Swamp Thing feeling like it is Alec Holland's spirit trapped in the Swamp Thing, and I've dealt with Alec Holland's soul being trapped in the Swamp Thing, and then I've dealt with Alec Holland uh, being the sw- like called by the Green, like after New Fifty Two, like that. I like that about New Fifty Two, where you get to see Alec for like five issues before he fully gives into the green and i thought that was good but they didn't really do that here either you know what i mean like yeah. in new 52 like he had the he was hearing the call of the green and uh that gives me an excuse to see alec for five issues yeah do you think that disease that they're that they're investigating is that the rot you think uh i think i don't know because it, it's growth it, it's a mutagen for plants to grow more you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, for life to go. So I, I think, I don't think it's going to be the rot. I think the rot is probably what's going to, and it, the rot was what's going to be what counteracts it, I think. See, or it, what should, because it's too much life. Like rot is, there's the, the green, the gray, uh, 
the red, which is Animal Man. And then eventually there's the blue because, you know, we're a technological-based society now, so AI gets its own avatar. But just with the, the red, the green, and, and the black, which is the rot, like, there's always that trinity trying to keep that balance, that weird, vicious cycle triangle of checks and balances. So if anything, I think it would be either the rot would try to balance out that plant life going amok, but even then the rot would only have to do it if it gets on a large scale, like just in the swamp, it's not going to need to do it. You know, it has to take over like a city or, or, or a continent. Unfortunately, they're not going to do any of that. Yeah. Cause even swamping himself, it is, it, it's not going to have anything to do with the green. It's, well, he he got mixed yeah. in with those fucking chemicals in the swamp. The chemicals mixed in, which you know that that's still that's still originally like that's the Len Wein, Bernie Wrightson swamp thing, not the Alan Moore, which is still cool. Like I still like that too. Um, but it's more of a yeah. I don't know. I don't know where it's. I can't really see where this is going because there's a lot to draw from, and a lot like as cool as just the monster guy being mixed with the mutagen and the chemicals as that was for the original Swamp Thing, like, the Alan Moore is just cooler. And even the way that Doom Patrol just chose to follow uh, Grant Morrison stuff instead of the original, like, creative team, uh, I felt that Swamp Thing should have just done that, too, for Alan Moore. Yeah, but Len Wein is actually on the show, or part of the show, right? No, he's dead. Oh, yeah. well, never mind. Yeah, no. yeah, I have his last drawing on the white cover ever. Oh, nice. It might be his only drawing on a white cover ever. What you do, like, threaten to break his arm or something? No. Well, Len Wing is, he can draw, but he's not, he can't, he's not an artist. Okay. So he can kind of, like, he was selling sketches for, like, ten bucks, but they're not, like, they're just, like, stick, glorified stick figure of the characters that he's done, you know? Like, little silhouettes and stuff, you know? So I had him do that on a white cover. Because he's a writer, not an artist. But he, you know, being around comics, he, he can kind of draw a little. And, uh, yeah, so he drew one of my Wolverine number one white covers. Oh, he just died. Yeah, yeah. In 2017. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's, I have probably one of his last white cover drawings, if not his only white cover drawing. Yeah, because I, I didn't think he was that old. Yeah, he died at 69. Yeah, he's not that old but you know that that year was a bad year for people to die at that age yeah, that's why when you mentioned he was dead i was like what really i didn't think he yeah. i looked it up yeah like and i think bernie i think bernie wrightson died there at that year too mm-hmm. uh heck is asking if we're on but i mean if he really okay turned on his radio no, he we're would canceled. Know. huh if he turned on his radio he would know he's probably at work um it's a i mean the, i enjoyed episode one i'm gonna keep watching yeah i i, I was it, it wasn't bad i mean i've seen yeah. worse episodes of titans and i watched that whole thing i've watched entire series that are worse than that first episode yeah i mean not that i watched the entire series but i knew that i know the series is that bad like supergirl you compare supergirl to swamp thing yeah you know what i mean Supergirl made me hate Berlanti again. Yeah. Batwoman's not doing him any favors. I should probably stop comparing all these shows to Doom Patrol because we're not going to get Doom Patrol until Doom Patrol Season 2. Yeah. (laughs) And holding that comparison is just going to lead you to disappointment. There's another Buddhist teaching I can give you from, you know, you already got your strawberry farm, but... uh, I do. Basically, expectations lead to disappointments, man. That's, that's it. 
That's how I feel when I watch a DC movie. Well, that's how I like. I, that's probably why I enjoyed Swamp Thing is because I'm like, they're not gonna do anything good with it. They're not gonna do anything that I'm gonna like. And yeah, sure enough, they didn't. <laughs> like technically, I, I in theory, how I like Swamp Thing, I didn't like that show. But because I didn't go in like that, I'm okay with it. I, I actually, I'm gonna judge it as the whole series. You know. For it being a horror thing, a horror show, you know what was really scary about it? Was Virginia Madison's plastic surgery face. Uh, uh, which one was she? She's the one that accused Abby Arcane of killing her daughter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It made me wish that, like, Abby Arcane was, like, Mexican. Because, like, she's over here berating her in a bar like that after she had a couple shots. Like, anybody, like, that's from, uh, you know darker shade of skin color would have been like bitch your daughter's fucking nuts all right i think the bartender girl wanted to say that yeah she was looking over there like "Mm." yeah so you can't just come in here i mean you can come and say what you what you feel but i don't have to accept any responsibility for anything that i didn't do and whatever issue she had and whatever i did like yeah maybe i didn't listen to the help to the calls for help but ultimately like that's her and that's me like you know I wish I could have done something, but I can't live my life regretting that. I was practically wanting to scream that at the screen. Yeah, I like think that. We... That chick just like sat there and took it and, and cried while while this lady's like berating her. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, wait, but her kid like killed herself, right? The, the, right. This girl didn't kill her. No, this girl loved that that chick. You know, they yeah. were they were best friends. I'm sure she didn't want her to die. And then she still thinks like, oh, I killed her. Like later on in the show, like. Well, yeah, because everybody keeps telling her she did. I mean, this chick spent five minutes telling her how she killed her daughter. And that's another thing, too. Like, I didn't like how they're doing the Abby Arcane. Here, I'm going back to my non-Buddhist philosophy. You know what I didn't like? I didn't like fucking uh, uh, Abby Arcane and Alec having that, like, bonding. Like, they're getting ready to fuck, sharing all this deep shit and drinking together and while they're working on the case. And then he goes off and get killed, like, and they, or you know, turned into Swamp Thing. And it's like, well, why do all that if he's just gonna get turned into Swamp Thing? You know, like, let it go the full way, and then let him get turned into Swamp Thing, because that—that's where I feel like they're gonna turn him back, like by the end or something, you know. And I don't like that. You don't think he's just gonna like create a cucumber? Well, no. What what he did in Swamp Thing too was he actually fed Abby Arcane his seed, and then she became pregnant. It was like a pea pod. <laughs> Is that, how did they do it in Alan Moore? And I think it's an Alan Moore book where he did Swamp Thing versus Batman. Uh-huh. They, oh, it's been so long since I read it. But I know the the whole thing was the fact that he was in love with with a woman. Mm-hmm. And somebody thought that was wrong. And, oh, I got I to gotta read that. But I remember I really loved that book. Yeah. there's a, In the comics, they do a couple things. <laughs> so... Uh, Swamp Thing and Constantine hate each other because one time, in order to actually have full, like, human sex, Alec Holland's soul and Constantine's soul switch bodies. So Constantine was in... I think I read that. Yeah, I think I read that. Yeah, so then then, uh, they switched back, but Constantine didn't tell Abby Arcane that they switched back, and then he fucked her again. (laughs) I mean, yeah, he does that. So, yeah. So, and then I think... I think that's how she got pregnant, but it it, it was from Swamp Thing's load, not 
it was well, still Constantine's body load, but the soul aspect of the load, the soul chromosome was Swamp Thing's, not uh, not Constantine's. So then the daughter had like all these weird, crazy powers because she had Ivory Arcane stuff and Swamp Thing's like elemental stuff. So then when she pet her cat, she turned it inside out. Yeah, I hope they don't turn him back. Yeah, I, I feel like they're gonna. Which I mean, if they don't have to worry about season two, then why even have a Swamp Thing, right? You don't right. need one. There you go. That's the last episode. That was the yeah. reshoot. He, the guy, the actor showed up so they can CGI him turning back into a human. Yeah. So that that like I guess for a horror show like it inspires me with a lot of fear of where it's gonna go. But ultimately, like it's not gonna go any further. I don't have to worry about it being successful or anything like that because you know I didn't really get horror show. I mean the I, the, the the way they started is kind of a, a horror thing because yeah know, the, the the whole thing in the swamp yeah and then maybe that the little girl getting sick but it really. It was more like watching Outbreak or even out, even The Strain started off just like this show. Yeah, but that those are horror, but it's it's that's and that's where the show kind of succeeds and The Strain and because that's that 80s horror that's more like uh, what's another one like it? Uh, well, it, it's kind of um, Lovecraftian where it's more of the tension and the unknown than it is of like the jump scares. So, like, the thing, like, I, this episode of Swamp Thing reminded me a lot of the thing, where it's like, okay, you got your people dealing with this thing, and there's that sense of impending doom where it could just happen to, to anybody, and it's going to eventually get more people, and and then you have that weird, like, cadaver that turns into a plant monster that Alec Holland has to turn on fire. Like, you know, it has yeah. to set him on fire, you know what I mean? So yeah. that in in the horror sense, it's more like sci-fi horror, like your your little like alien, the thing. What's that other movie? There was a movie where the guy makes oh splice, where the guy <laughs> splices the genetics. Like that's it's that weird horror that's more about the tension and about the characters than it is about the actual thrills of being afraid. Okay, I mean, I'm interested. I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm gonna. I enjoyed yeah. the first episode. I'm gonna probably enjoy Fuck the whole it. series. I mean, we paid for that. We might as well watch it. Yeah. What comes after? Uh, I think Star Girl. I know they were doing a Constantine thing too. Yeah, which... the cart, the animated one, right? No, a live action no? with the action? with the same guy, like the same actor, but this time written yeah. more in the in the DC app style, where it's darker. Okay. But same actor because he's a pretty good Constantine. Yeah, he's a, he's a good Constantine. I'm not. Gonna... I'm not gonna take that away from. I watched them animated, and he was still good. Live action was good. Oh yeah, he did the voice for that too, huh? Yeah. Well, and that's the weird thing where that cartoon where he he did the voice for where with the Justice League Dark, and then he did the other one, the City of Demons, and then the show, and then but that Justice League Dark connects to the DC animated universe or whatever the. The one that, you know, the main animated universe. So it actually makes that CW-verse connected to that somehow. Because it's the same exact Constantine connecting all, all of those. Yeah. They did time travel better, too. There's a there's an episode where Constantine goes to a bar. Like, he travels back in time, goes to a bar where his dad meets his mom. Uh-huh. He tries to kick his dad in the nuts so that he can't have Constantine, but because Constantine exists, he can't kick his own dad in the nuts. <laughs> oh, because of the paradox. Yeah, what, uh, it's in a, like, the TV it, show. 
Yeah, well, Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, okay. he he's a he's a legend this season. Oh, alright. Well, it, last it, no, the the that show's still going on. Yeah. yeah, nobody's talking about it. I talk about it, but no one listens. They lost me when John, when Jonah Hex did the sign of the cross. So season one and episode three, like nine. <laughs> and they're not connecting them to any of the other shows anymore. Like they, yeah, like the, they weren't in the last crossover, and they even said, oh. So and so's calling us. That eh, must be the crossover. Eh, we'll skip it this year. But <laughs> then I, I don't think they're going to be in the crisis that's coming up either. That's crazy. I don't know. They're they're dealing with their own shit. But Constantine's in it, and he's cool. They keep Where? they keep dwelling on the fact that he sent that one girl to hell. Like man, that's his that's his Martha there. Oh the Astra the main like. He sends a he he sends a little girl to hell to send a demon to or something like that. Right. The in in what you call it? that beer city. What's the name? Fuck. That British beer has the same Newcastle? name as the city. Newcastle. Yeah. Yeah. That same girl. Yeah. yeah. So at least they, they do it in Newcastle. In his TV show, they admitted it was like New York or some shit. No, it's it's Newcastle in, in Legends. Yeah. Well, they did that right. Yeah, so Swamp Thing, yeah, it's good. Well, I, I can't say it's good 100%, but we'll um, we'll, well keep you posted. Cause the now, first episode was good. I mean, it wasn't yeah. bad. Yeah, no, it's definitely not bad. It's not Titan's first episode. It's not Titan's leaked set pictures. Yeah. Uh, oh. By the way, are you watching Good Omens? I was told to, and I haven't started yet. Oh. It's Netflix or? Amazon. Amazon Prime, okay. Yeah, three different people told me to watch it. So. Did you read the I, book? No, they're, no. They're in Neil Gaiman books. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. But they're also, it's a British show, and I don't like British shows. But uh, yeah, Supposedly, uh, the books are hilarious. Yeah. And the show's funny, too. It's, a, it's, it's that British humor. Yeah. So yeah, it, I, it, it's not, you know, yeah. Yeah, the white people we have here fought and died to not have British humor. So I try to honor them by not watching British stuff. But uh, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I'll probably check it out. I, I'm also like not into gaming like that because of well, Sandman Universe on Vertigo now. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I try to read it and all that. Like, it's still cool, but it doesn't feel like Vertigo stuff and. Ever since Angela, like, he got the rights to Angela, and then she became a Marvel character, like, I'm like, man, this guy's got no, like, integrity anymore. Do you know the So plot? I don't care, like, I don't care if he puts, if, I don't even care if they fuck up a Sandman movie at this point, you know? Do you know the plot of Good Omens? It's like, one's a devil and one's an angel or some shit? Sort of. Yeah. It's like, it's like a, it's like a buddy comedy. Yeah. Where there's a, there's an angel, and then there's a demon, and they're, uh-huh. they're the, they're the ones on Earth. So the angel is uh-huh. trying to trying to get people to do good, and the demons tempting people. Like he's yeah. literally, he's literally the snake in the in the garden that right. that tempted Eve. And they keep kind of like canceling each other out. So they kind of become buddies because they're the only two on Earth. Because yeah. demons don't want to be there really, and and angels don't want to be there. And uh, the the demon gets handed the Antichrist, and they tell mm. him where what baby to replace, like where the Antichrist is supposed to be. Stuff happens, they lose the Antichrist. Like, it, they, they literally, like, the the show does a three-card Monty while they show what, 
what's happening with the babies. So now, three three card Monty is that a British term? No, it's that card game. You have three cards. Find the queen. You know, you mix them up. Oh. You're, sp- you're supposed to pick the right card. Okay. Never heard of it. All right. Pretty sure you've played it a few times. It's a good way to make money. Anyway, so they, they, there's a mix-up. They think we've given the Antichrist to this family. And when the time comes for the Antichrist to, to get his hellhound and, and get his power and all that, it doesn't happen. So they realize, oh, this is this is the wrong kid. And then they show the other kid getting the, the hellhound and, and stuff happening. So now they got to... Like, they're trying to actually stop the apocalypse because they kind of enjoy being on Earth. But because they lost the Antichrist, they weren't there from the beginning to kind of lead them a different way. It's there's a lot. Of, it's a lot of talking. I've only seen the, the first three episodes, but there's only six. OK. Amber, who actually read Good Omens and says she loved that book, is laughing her ass off the whole show. So she's enjoying it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. She's loving it. And I'm enjoying it, too. I didn't read the books, but the show makes me want to read the books. I mean, I'll check it out eventually. Yeah. For sure. It's so ridiculous. Like, the, the opening of it, of the first episode, they start talking about how people, these people think the Earth was created this time. These people think there's, like, they actually tell you a, a time and date that the Earth was created. <laughs> it's like, it's like a Thursday at, at this, at nine something on this year. And it, it, it just it just gets ridiculous from there. I think this show knows it's ridiculous too. It's worth a watch. And it's only yeah. six episodes. Yeah, I'll see if I check it out. I, I find how long is it? Each episode is about an hour. God, I don't know if you. I don't know if it's something you could watch at work because there's a lot of dialogue. Yeah, no, I, I gotta watch it at home. I just is it with British shit? It's like it feels like it's an hour, and it's like twenty five minutes. And I'm like, man, this shit's going on forever. And then uh, if it's an hour, it's going to feel like a long time. Yeah, and again, so much dialogue. Like, there's a lot yeah. of talking. All right. Well, I mean, I'll give it a shot. I'll let you know next week, hopefully. We'll let, we'll let Lawrence know, too, because I think Lawrence would enjoy it. Oh, he'll love it because he's an Anglophile. Uh, yeah, it makes me want to read a Neil Gaiman book. Hey, why don't you read fucking Sandman? I think I read a Sandman. No, but read Sandman, not a Sandman. Read everything Sandman. Is, isn't he still doing Sandman, or, is, or did he stop doing well, it after a while? No, uh, it, it's Sandman Universe now, so it's like a modern like stuff, but I don't know how much input he has in it, you know? like It feels like he just licensed it out to Vertigo, and they're doing what they want with it. But Vertigo, the, like the people handling Vertigo aren't the same people that were doing it when Sandman first came out that nurtured that like weird storytelling type. So now it's just like superhero type books that don't have action in them that's how they all feel and there's like five different books for sandman universe so they relaunched they basically relaunched the nate the game inverse in vertigo and it, they call it sandman universe and it's like five different titles that kind of like are somewhat connected yeah yeah and the beauty of the like the sandman stuff you know alan moore stuff the old vertigo stuff is that they still was in the DC continuity, there were just stories that are like a little more dark, a little more uncensored, and they're just not like the typical superhero stories, but they still take place in that world. 
you know and then now it's like the superhero world is all weird because it's still just all like action you know like and then they're making that vertigo stuff that i don't know if it takes place in this world too but they're making it with that tone too and that's why i don't like it so so it's like you would see Batman and shit and Element Girl and all these people come out in Sandman, but it's like, okay, like Batman's investigating this, but it's still Batman acting like Batman ass, acts, whether it's in Vertigo or DC, and then he'll just go back to being Batman in the next issue of Batman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I always confuse Gaben's Sandman with, with, uh, Dodds. Oh yeah, no, it's not Dodds. Uh, well, I know because Dodds is a dude with a mask. It, yeah, it's totally different. But like, I, I they're both named Sandman. Yeah, but then they still did a Sandman book with Dodds in Vertigo. That's actually really good. I actually have like four trade paperbacks of that, and in Vertigo is called Sandman Mystery Theater, and uh, basically it was just like six issues of like a crazy detective story with superheroics. In the, in the way that Sandman, Wesley Dodds does it, you know? Yeah. And it was done by, uh, I think it was done by Matt Wagner, the guy from Grendel. And uh, those were really good, too. Yeah. Oh, I uh, guess Game and Sandman was like a redoing yeah. of that original. Okay. Yeah, it was, a, it was a, a re... A re- it was supposed to be a reimagining of that Sandman dealing with the dreams, but then it took on its own thing. Right. And, and then, you know, I, I know the, eventually the people they... running it let him go with it. You know, like they didn't have to put him in that box. You know. Yeah, and I know eventually they brought back the Dodd Sandman. In yeah. DC. Yeah. That's probably where I got uh, confused. Tiger Claw Chat says, "Speaking of Virgo, uh, you seen the trailer for The Kitchen, the movie based on the Vertigo comic?" Yeah. I haven't seen the trailer. I have no interest. The Kitchen, I think, came out two years ago in this new Vertigo that is not the Vertigo of old. So, yeah, I, I, I don't, I haven't, I don't, I don't care. Do you know anything about it? No. I was going to read it, but they, they didn't have it, and I didn't do, they didn't have it at the shop, and I didn't bother looking at it on the bootleg site or get a press release or anything. Like, I like, ah, fuck it. If I didn't find it, I didn't find it. I mean, I just, I'm just wondering: is it a comedy or or a mystery? The posters make it and make it look like it's a murder mystery. I haven't seen that that the the trailer for it either. But the the posters make it seem like it's a like a uh, not murder mystery ex- exactly, but some kind of like there's gonna be a mob and somebody's gonna get killed and somebody's gonna like r- go for revenge and have special set of skills or something. But one of the actresses in it is Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. So uh, now I'm wondering, well, is it a comedy? Is it going to be a buddy comedy? No, or? she's been trying to do more serious stuff. The book itself was kind of like a crime drama. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, I mean, we'll see how it goes. I, I'm actually, in a way, I am looking forward to seeing the movie. Uh, just because I've never read the book. So it's based on a comic and it's a movie. I'm just going to watch it and judge it for what it is. So oh, okay. now you can almost guarantee I'll never read the book. Yeah, and I found the the premise is Melissa McCarthy, Tiffany Haddish, and Elizabeth Moss. They're three 1978 Hell's Kitchen housewives whose monster, mobster husbands are sent to prison by the FBI, and so they take they take over the Irish mafia. Okay, because their husbands are in prison. Sounds interesting. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if Melissa McCarthy can be serious though. I no, know she I, I know I, she's I, trying to be serious, but yeah. I don't know if she can pull it off. I, I, she can pull it off. 
the people reacting to her don't like it, you know? Like, people want to see her be funny. But she did gain, I mean, she did lose weight, so maybe she'll be taken a little more seriously. Did she? Yeah, she did. Not, like, supermodel status, but she did. Because she had gotten pretty big at one point. She started off in Mike and Molly, right? That was her thing? No, no. She started off in, in uh, Gilmore Girls. Who started off in Mike and Who was in Mike and Molly? She was in Mike and Molly, but... Okay, well, that's... She, that's what, oh, look, I don't know Gilmore Girls. I know... Yeah. I know Mike but and But really, Molly. yeah, she was in Gilmore Girls originally. That, I think that was her first stuff. At least, you know, and then from then she moved on to stuff, but... She did Bridesmaids and Mike and Molly at the same time. And then eventually they had to cancel Mike and Molly because she was too big. Like, after after Bridesmaids, she was more expensive, you know? Oh, wow. She, yeah, she dropped some weight. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously not supermodel, but some people would say supermodels are too thin. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, no, she's definitely. It's good work. Yeah. She had to put in a lot of effort to, to just get down to where she is. Okay. I just find it weird that they have to t- to take her seriously. She has to lose weight, which is why I keep telling Larry, like, we don't do video because nobody's going to take us seriously because we're too fat. Right. Well, but fat is funny, so you just got to be funny. Yeah, but we're trying to do serious things. You guys going to tell me what you're trying to do? When the time comes. That's a no. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll tell you. When, they, when you have to edit it, we'll tell you. Uh, video? <laughs> no, no, no video. I ain't doing no video. Oh. Well, then I don't I don't like video because it's it's too much editing. Like I I don't like staring at the same thing for a long time. You, you know me, I'm neurotic about this shit. Like right, it's, it's like if you're having a conversa- conversation with Lawrence, there has to be a third person there with the camera, so you don't have to stare at the camera. You can just yell at Lawrence or whatever you're doing. Right, like or yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like especially for what we're doing, it's just the two of us with a microphone is really like the way to go. Okay, well we kind of Huh? We kind of touched upon Doom Patrol. Do you want to get into that? Yeah, yeah. Let's jump right into Doom Patrol. Uh, I'll intro it to the audience. Doom Patrol is DC Universe's best show uh, alongside Young Justice. That's that's really good, too. Um, but, yeah, Doom Patrol is the best. It, it's quirky, funny, uncensored. Like It has humor. It has wit. It has a guy that flexes like a muscle by his spine and makes you come. The final episode aired not last week, but the week before. And, it, you know, everything in this series led up to a giant cockroach and a giant rat making out just so they can go into another uh, dimension. That is a little bit more than that. Hello and welcome to Only whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry. I, I clicked on something and it just started talking. I clicked on a picture and then people started talking at me. <laughs> But yeah, it, you know, it is more than that, but that's the way I'm selling it to you because it's really like if you're going to watch a rat and a, and a cockroach make out and they're giants, kaiju monsters. Yeah, I mean, and they, they go at it like the fucking tongue. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know cockroaches had tongues. No, no, it wasn't the cockroach. It was the, the mouse had the tongue and he just like shoved it inside the cockroach, which is actually part of the story. Like, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like just gratuitous that like had to happen, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, and you know they tease the cockroach early on. They tease the rat early on, and it's things that they just throw at you, and you're like, you don't know why, but it works for what they do. So if they never brought them up again, it'd be fine. But then it pays off in the end. Yeah, the cockroach is Ezekiel. What was the uh... 
Admiral Admiral Whiskers. Admiral Whiskers, yeah, who hates the Doom Patrol because I guess Robot Man killed his parents. Well, he hates Robot Man. That's really it. Like he just hates Robot Man. He accidentally killed Admiral Whiskers' mom. I I love that they do the thing with Admiral Whiskers where it's like halfway between Groot and like you know they still give you subtitles, but I, I love that he just he doesn't talk like a regular like he doesn't speak English. I enjoyed that last episode because I. The the villain wins, but that's like the the opening of the episode, right? And then seeing him kind of like, well, now what? Yeah, you know, they, you don't you don't think about that. Like he spent all this time planning his revenge. He gets it, and now he's just getting drunk because he doesn't know what else to do. Like he's he went from being this super villain back to being a nobody. Which, yeah. according to the episode before. That's that's what he didn't want to be was a nobody, right? And so now he's got to figure something out. He was literally a god; like his word was will, and it became a power. Like narration became a power. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then yeah, so then he he creates a, a super villain team to get revenge again, I guess. And the cockroach and the rat kind of take over, right? They don't have to be subservient to nobody. Yeah, it's 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 a weird show. It's a weird episode. But it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. And it makes sense. Like, all the stuff we're telling you, like, I, I really wish Larry was here. I wish Joe would watch it because Joe, I have a feeling that Joe wouldn't even like it because it's too weird for him. But I, I wish Larry was here because Larry put it, like, when we're hanging out on Sunday, like, he, he actually, he put it eloquently. And I, I've been trying to do it since we started talking about it, and I can't do it. I can't go back and, and see what he said, but... It yeah, it, it's it's a weird show, and the last episode is weirder than the whole series combined. <laughs> yeah, because it's like yeah, they kind of won technically, but it's not like they beat the guy either, you know? Right. Which is how you expect superhero shit to go, but you know, part of it that's that's Jeremy Carver's mind, the showrunner, and Grant Morrison's like way of doing it. You know, like I feel Jeremy Carver really has like his finger on the pulse of what it's like to be. Uh, a Grant Morrison type of person. Yeah, I think technically Mr. Nobody beats himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they even talk to him like they tell him up. They tell him like, "Hey, you know, well, you have the power of narration. You could just make them go the way they go." And then they kind of outsmarted him into getting out of that dimension, but leaving him in there. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I didn't want to spoil it, but yeah, I'll spoil it. Fuck it. It, it. Anything we tell you about Doom Patrol, like, yeah, we tell you what it is, but watching it is really the fun of it. Like, as as thorough as we can explain it, watching it is different than so, us telling you. Ki- ki- I guess kind of a spoiler, but it was an interesting thing. Uh, Danny the Street gets mostly destroyed. He, he's just a brick now. Uh-huh. So he's Danny the Brick. And yeah. from what I read is they think that season two might he might evolve into Danny the Bungalow. Okay. And then they kept they kept saying he's still Danny the Bungalow, but he also becomes his own universe. Like apparently in the comics, yeah. He becomes his own universe separate from like he you know, New Fifty Two, he's universe whatever. Yeah. And that's where where heroes can go to kind of chill out and relax. Yeah. I thought it was that one bar, but I guess this is it's probably different. So yeah. they think that that that's what might that's what Danny might do season two. Yeah, well, in the the young animal Doom Patrol, that's that's kind of what it is. That's I guess I think that's kind of like New Fifty Two too, where it, it's 
it's still connected, you know? Yeah. I'm going to miss Ezekiel. Yeah. And I said it every time they showed they showed him like man, I fucking love that character. Yeah, he would just show up at random and start preaching, and then shit would happen. And he's like, uh, it's so crazy because then he's like, he thinks God tells him to be gay for a rat. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, really, Lord? <laughs> okay, that shit was great. Uh, overall, how many? Uh, fuck, what's a good one to use for Doom Patrol? How many shots of blue liquor? Well, no. Well, yeah, I guess blue liquor. Because he was just drinking, like, that's the weird thing about Mr. Nobody. Like, he wasn't drinking, like, whiskey. or He was just drinking, like, blue curacao. Yeah, like, his mouth was blue. Yeah, it's so weird. (laughs) Like, even, like, we were watching it, and, you know, Liz never seen. I think she saw the Danny in the Street episode and the finale. That's it. And uh, I particularly, like, I kept trying to get her to just watch random episodes, but she never wanted to. Anytime we put on, she just leaves. So I, I made her watch the finale because I want to get somebody, like, the thought of, like, she talks during stuff. And why I'm okay she, with it. I like does, that. Why doesn't she want to see it? Why does she walk away It's not that she, she wants to see it from the beginning and watch okay. all of it. Okay. But I like getting that, that, that's, that uh, point of view of somebody just watching random shit with Doom Patrol, you know, because it's so weird. So, and yeah, it, the, I think that final episode, like, but you know, she's like us where she enjoys liquid courage. And, um, she, she's like, why is he just drinking blue stuff? Like, cause he's a fucking nobody. That's why. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly It just why. makes so, so much sense. That he's just drinking the mixer that has like 15% alcohol. You know what I mean? <laughs> See, I think watching the whole series with her would be interesting now, especially if she's a talker because yeah. you've seen it once. Yeah, so, yeah. So it's not going to bug you, right? No, it, it, the thing is, it doesn't bug me. I, I like, I like the commentary. You know, it's well, you know, we do it all the time when we watch stuff together. You know, we just talk through it. But, um, but yeah, <laughs> she's like, "Why is he drinking blue shit?" And I'm like, yeah, well, that's because he's a fucking nobody. <laughs> yeah, like. He was, you know, if he was somebody, he'd be drinking, you know, straight up blackened whiskey. Yeah. You know? He at one point he's got a whole bar to choose from, uh, right? And he gets f- the fucking green drink. Yeah, and the thing is, Danny the Street will give you whatever you want to drink. So it's like you just want it, and it'll like pop up, you know? Yeah, it's a good show. I, 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 I would be interested in seeing what what Liz thinks of it. Maybe I'll try to watch it from the beginning again. And do a. A commentary series. The, th- the only thing is, if if she knows there's a mic, it's, she's gonna climb up. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. No, I'd, I'd I'd love to watch it with her, but she hates me. So yeah, there's that. I thought she hated Larry too, but when he was here on Sunday, she came and said hi to him. No, well, I mean, you know, she's nice to me too, but that's just because she's a nice person. I could tell she hates me. <laughs> not just because to the club. Like I, not just because she stole my beer that one time. <laughs> like she should actually like like me because 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 of that. Yeah, because you're not mad about the thing. No, I'm a little mad, <laughs> but I don't. Well, no, I brought it up. Never mind. No, I see why she hates me. All right. <laughs> but yeah, that's Doom Patrol. We give it five rat roach makeout sessions out of five. Well, you know, I'm speaking for Oz and Larry and Joe, but yeah, no, I agree. I'm, I'm probably gonna rewatch the whole thing when like the week before season two starts. If there's a season two, because I don't think did Amber watching. watch it with you? No, oh. no, she didn't watch any of that. She watched See. Titans with me. 
Yeah. But she's fascinated by the fact that so many of the characters are, are birds or like some kind of bird. Right. But I don't think she she enjoyed it. Like she didn't enjoy she doesn't enjoy it as much as she does uh good omens. Yeah. She might enjoy Swamp Thing. Yeah. But she would just be complaining that Constantine's not in it. Yeah. Like for Yeah, like, no, that, that I, that's a that's that's a valid complaint. It, the <laughs> Technically, she watched the season of um, Legends of Tomorrow with me. But what I had to do was I had I, I I had a file with the episode, and I would just skip to the Constantine parts. Oh, okay. So what? Whenever Constantine w- was doing something, that that's where I would skip to because she's like, "Oh, I don't want these chicks talking about their feelings." Is the Adam still in it? Yeah, yeah. It's Adam, Captain Steel, uh, White Canary, Isis, the terrorist group. <laughs> no, um, technically she's ISIS, but she's not really ISIS. Cause... Oh, right, 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 right. The, she came out in the Flash first, right? No. No? No. The the ISIS most people think of is the one you're probably thinking of in the Flash episode where she's technically from the Marvel family. She's, she's uh-huh. Black Adams. Uh, yeah. She becomes Black Adams. Black, right? Nope. Mary Marvel. Nope, this is uh, just a chick that got a, a magic rock and has wind powers. Like uh, even even the Legends of Tomorrow make fun of her. They're like, "Well, I mean, it's wind power. You're like a like a really big hair dryer." Yeah, you know. So they they talk shit about her and uh, Heat Wave, uh, the Atom, yeah. and Constantine. Okay, it's a good show because it's silly. That's why I'm enjoying that. I'm not. I'm not even pretending that it's anywhere. Like, it has anything to do with any comic. Well, yeah. No, it doesn't, because it's all people... Well... Like, I'm not even for, pretending the people in the show have anything yeah. to do with any comic. Constantine is the closest thing to a comic book character right. they have in it, and even he's... Yeah. They take liberties. Yeah. Yeah. But at, at the least... Adam, like, the Adam's just Iron Man, basically. Oh, yeah. Iron Man that can shrink. Yeah. Like at least Constantine's in there because they're they're dealing with demons and mystical creatures, and he's he's sending everything to hell. <laughs> Any magical creature they come across, they 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 came across fairy godmother. You know what? We're just sending her to hell. Boom, done. Next episode. So yeah, he, that's the only link to any comic book that this show has at this point. Although um, Biff, that that guy, that actor, uh, Biff from Back to the Future, he was in it for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's it's interesting seeing him. He. He was like a like a senator or something like that because they have the the time bureau and apparently they're really expensive. So he would show up and bitch at everybody about wasting money. <laughs> and he was um, Captain Steele's dad because yeah, if, if you can imagine Biff becoming a senator, that that's exactly what he was. I, well, I, I was just waiting for him to call somebody a butthead. The way should I? The way shit is now. I imagine Biff being a president. Te- technically, in uh, part two, he was. Yeah. That's that, that's what they based him on. As, yeah, we got Biff Tannen, Tannen as president now. I keep telling y'all, we we went into the dark universe. Dude, people, I don't I don't know if you saw this, but I saw people online freaking out because you remember what Biff Tannen looks like. Yeah. So I guess uh, Trump went from a golf course to to some event. And he did his hair differently. His hair was like slicked back because he was wearing a hat. Like you see, right. him ta- he's ta- he takes off his hat, so his, his hair is like all slicked back. And yeah. people were like, oh, shit, it's Biff Tannen. Because <laughs> he had, like, the same, like, man. Yeah. Fuck, that's, <laughs> dude, even I have to be like, you know what, all right, you need to, <laughs> you need to see a stylist now, dude, because that's not. But he can't. Yeah. 
because it's plugs. Like, technically, we can cut plugs, but when people tell us to cut them, like, because they don't grow like that, so we don't really cut them. Well, they ask us not to cut them, you know? His shit is all plugs, so he needs that volume to hide the Barbie doll here, because he got it done back when it was harder to do uh, per follicle, you know what I mean? Some people like to slick back hair. I Way too Biff Tannen for my taste. (laughs) I, you know... Uh, Biff Tannen aside, I actually liked it. Like it, it proved to me that he actually has real hair. Oh, so you did see? You did see what? Yeah, I'm sure it was everywhere. I just didn't know what the context was, but I didn't see any commentary or anything. I just saw the picture, and I was like, "Oh, he looks kind of cool." Like, you know, I would give him the Ricky Martin haircut, but that's just me. (laughs) All right, what else are we talking about? Well, the last night. Okay, Batman, the last night. Why don't you lead that one? Uh. Who wrote it? it? Is it a superstar writer, Jeff Johns? No, fuck no. It's good. It's Snyder. Oh yeah, the yeah. Snyder guy. and Capullo team up. Yeah. Well, I like Capullo's art. This book is. I think you said it best last week. I, I was really trying to not say anything last week because everything you said about this book, because you watched the preview for this book, is uh-huh. what this book is. It to me, it's DC's version of Old Man Logan. I mean, the comic book, not the movie. Yeah, where it's a it's a post apocalyptic post apocalyptic world that Batman wakes up to, and he has to find something. And th- as he wanders in this post apocalyptic world, you start finding out more about the world and a little bit about what happens. Now it kind it starts off. I I wanted to say it starts off it starts off a little stupid. Because it does this thing that that we've seen before, at least I've seen before. I would definitely the the best example of it would be Buffy. That's the the more popular example. But I've seen this theory before, where where Batman is in a mental institution and all his villains are like figments of his imagination. You know, like Harley Quinn is actually a psychologist that works there, and all, all these things. They they kind of do that for a little bit. Yeah, I. I'm glad that it didn't go too long. Right. But the fact that it doesn't go too long makes me wonder why the hell it's even there in the first place. Especially (laughs) since before they do it, there's like a whole different story. What happens in that story, they don't talk about as as part of his delusion. Yeah. Even when they, when they tell Batman what's happened, like why the world is the way it is, they don't mention that event. Like that, like, the the event that we think put Batman in the in a coma is not what happens to Batman when he's told what's happened, and so to to me that that's kind of dumb because I know this world isn't real. They're not making me think it is. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I, I expect if if Bruce Wayne wakes up in this world and he thinks this is this is reality, I want the writer to make me think this is reality. I want the writer to make me think this is an Elseworlds tale, but because of that, the way it opens, what leads, what puts him in that position, and then the fact that nobody else acknowledges it makes me think that, well, this is kind of like he's in a coma or somebody's fucking with his head, and this is all just an illusion. I can see what you're saying. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if this world is an illusion like that, but I know it's something and that Bruce Wayne is experiencing it and that's where I'm at I'm just following him and 
I, I do get what you said about the beginning where it's like they, they tell you this story. The story that they kind of tell you at the beginning that leads to this is actually kind of cool. Like, I want I to see that. Yeah, it you know? is. And then it goes into that, you know, oh, everything was just delusions. And, yeah, I could definitely see, like, that not being there, especially since the machine was taken out to the desert. I don't want to get spoilers, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, I'll, I, I'll spoil a little bit because that – the, the those first few pages are really really good. I mean, it the what, what's happening is there's like random lines of chalk on random streets, uh-huh. and then people are just like, oh, whatever. It's it's random chalk or or paint or whatever whatever it was, but because Batman has a satellite, he kind of like basically looks at an overhead picture of all these different chalk outlines, puts them together like a puzzle. And it's yeah. it's an outline of like Batman dead on the street that's like citywide, and so he's investigating that. That that's an interesting thing right there, right? Especially and when it, the like the I think I forget if it was his heart or where he yeah. was shot or whatever. No, it is, was his heart. Yeah, his heart is in Crime Alley. So it's yeah. it's somebody that knows what happened to him, and that's what he's investigating. And then. Stuff and even the way that... they, they explain it to you where it's like somebody's been doing a line of chalk at a certain place every day for 363 days. And it only lasts the one day because it gets like smudged or rubbed off by the next day. So he just archives this satellite footage. You know, like it gives you good shit that Batman does, like detective work, you know? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and then... You know, stuff happens that that puts him in a coma. He wakes up. There's the uh, the asylum storyline. He's Batman, so he figures out that something's wrong and ends up in the the real world essentially. But now he's like in the middle of a desert, and it's post apocalyptic. He finds he, this isn't the spoiler. It was in the in the preview, but he finds like a lantern with Joker's head in it, and it can talk even he doesn't know why like even joker's like look i don't i i don't i don't know how i can talk but i'm going to talk to you now and so he's carrying around joker's head and trying to find out what's happening meanwhile joker's being joker like he's fucking telling him uh he's he's like trying to do poetry but it always ends up being like a dirty joke and then he he meets up with wonder woman who actually explains what happened in this world um i guess she's in she's in another dimension right she's trying to escape the the villain that basically destroyed the world. Yeah, she's in the um. <laughs> what for me, it, it's a a bit of a. Well, it used to be a shame until they met Gem World, something cool. But there used to be an old comic that was like DC's Shira, or some, yeah, Shira is the worst. But it was like Amethyst, Princess of Gem World. And as a little kid, I just got any comic I can get. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just I would buy Amethyst, and it's like I mean the shit looked like a Barbie doll with a with a pink sword. You know, it was the shit was corny. It was like My Little Pony type shit. And then you know Joe actually mentioned that they 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 made it edgy and shit. I think like three episodes ago. And uh, yeah, now this Gem World is like this halfway uh, dimensional point between the 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 real world and the underworld you know yeah and they made it even cooler than well they made it cool i guess is what i'm trying to say sort of but i mean you don't really it's like gym world is basically a cave 
in this book. Yeah. Anyway, where I've I've read books where Gemworld is its own like fucking kingdom. Yeah. Basically, it, it's a uh, it's a. Uh, Fuck, I forgot the name of that world in The Magicians. I'll say like Narnia, Narnia then. I'll say Narnia then. I forget yeah. what it is in that show. Would have been a cool reference if I remembered it, though. If you watch Riverdale, you would have called it Eldevere. I don't watch that show. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> uh, Plague in chat says, Okay, you can only play on Night Night so many times. And that's not true. You can do it all the time. Like Just with Batman, it happens a lot, and it... It's not like crisis where it's like, oh, okay, another crisis. I, I don't have to pay attention, you know. Yeah, and it, well, so far, I mean, like I said, we've only had one one issue. It makes sense for this story. Yeah, because he's always been the Dark Knight, and now he the last one. I mean, Wonder Woman is basically punking out and doesn't want to fight anymore. Yeah, you know, whereas Batman, like, she tries to get Batman to come with her, and fuck he's batman he's not gonna he's not gonna just leave he's gonna go find out what the fuck's happening yeah well i guess superman doesn't count as a knight though right no i'm sure he's, he's out there somewhere like it's gonna be interesting yeah. to see what what he's up to it doesn't look like he's up to something that good you know what i mean the yeah. way they talk about him see all these post-apocalyptic books though he's always like alone by himself somewhere yeah or he's just at the farm like growing yeah, corn or some shit but that's that's Superman's thing. Like ultimately, he's gonna get tired of saving the world, and like, really, he's like, you know, really, you guys don't deserve it. You know? Yeah, the Incredibles that, did talked about that, and it was like something I was I always thought about. Where Mister Incredible is getting interviewed, and he's like, "Yeah, you, you know, you you save the world, and five minutes later, it's in trouble again. Like, can I just get like a day? You know, save <laughs> the world, and can it just be safe for a day so I can take a day off or something?" It's, yeah, I, I can understand after years of, of doing it why Superman would want to take a break. But at the same time, you fuck well, that even guy. how it happened here, like you know, Luther did his thing, and the people reacted, and the people turned on the heroes. Yeah, you know, like, and that's the thing. It's like, well, he's like, you know what? Fuck all y'all. I'm going to the the plains of solitude. Yeah, look, if you can get Wonder Woman to just say fuck it, I'm leaving, then yeah, you've done some shit. And you know. When we tell you the audience, Wonder Woman to say "fuck it, I'm leaving," and you just you just think you're your regular picturesque Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman saying, "Yeah, you can't even imagine that." But this Wonder Woman, like the hair's gone, there's a scar across half her face, like a burn mark. You know, like she's weathered. She's been fighting the good fight for what looks like 25 years. Yeah, there's yeah? there's a time jump. Yeah. And usually I hate time jumps, but here it works. Yeah, well, technically, I mean, yeah, because everybody looks at Bruce like, oh, you're so fucking young, and they explain Yeah, that. they explain why. <laughs> they explain why with something that is in canon, too. Yeah, because that's stuff that, like, you, it's one of those things where you kind of read Snyder's Batman stuff, and they kind of hint, it calls back to that stuff. So I can tell, even without reading, like, a good chunk of it, but I know with, like, Batman Eternal is like that, too, right? Does it call back to that? Which one's Eternal? It's the one where he's all young, too. I think so. And then somebody else became him for a while, and then he came back. Yeah. 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 Uh, Gordon becomes him. Right. And he's like, well, he's an Iron Man version of him. Yeah. yeah. That, that's, yeah. That's what's good. That's a Snyder thing. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I've read, I haven't read all of Snyder's Batman stuff, but I read enough, like, in between to kind of put the pieces together. So I don't know if I'm just a little smarter than the average comic reader. 
but I can see like things that normally I'd be like, I'm lost, but I'm not lost because I know Snyder's writing, <laughs> you know, and uh, I guess from reading other Snyder stuff that, you know, he doesn't want to do anymore. It's like something he'll do in the first issue will play out in the 50th issue, you know, Yeah. American Vampire. And Snyder actually credits Grant Morrison with the idea for this. I can see that. He says um, it started when he when he did Zero Year. Yeah. And he was, uh, I guess he was freaking out about it. And mm-hmm. so this is a quote. It came from this suggestion from Grant Morrison when I was freaking out about starting, Snyder said. He told me to really own your own version and make up an origin story and a death or an ending story for your Bruce. So this lived in my imagination for a long time. So fucking Grant Morrison is just out there getting people to do shit. I was going to say fuck fucking up everything, but it's a good story so far. But that's more Snyder's writing ability than than Morrison's idea ability, I guess. Although you you like his Green Lantern, but I think you like the art more than the story. I, oh no, I like the story a lot too. Like I still, I was looking at that picture of that weird like auctioneer person that was selling Earth the other day. I actually today, earlier today, probably about a half hour before. I'm like, man, that's so awesome. And then when Green Lantern fought God, like ah oh, man, I gotta, I gotta get back on those. I'm behind like four issues. Yeah, I gotta read issue four at some point. No, uh, don't read it. It's not for you. No, I'm going to have to because eventually it's going to go back to being normal and I'm going to be But confused. it's going to carry over from this. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read Doomsday Clock and I really think that Morrison's Green Lantern is something that Manhattan did. <laughs> Just because of that one fucking page where his symbol is in the in the Book of Prophecy. Yeah. I don't know. I um when I got to hang out with Larry on Sunday, because uh, he was two weeks ago, he acted up about uh, Boombastus Ozymandias' cat, like having partly uh, Manhattan material, and that's how they found him. You know, yeah. but he was like, "Yeah, that's so dumb." And I got to thinking, I haven't read Doomsday Clock at all, but I remember in Watchmen. Boombastus goes into that little hallway, and then Doctor Manhattan goes in the same one. And then Ozymandias fires it up and fucks up Dr. Manhattan and ends up killing Boombastus 1. The Boombastus you see in Doomsday Clock is Boombastus 2, you know? It's a clone that's made from the material that was in that thing, which that's when everything was all spliced. So he, that is genetic material of Boombastus 1 mixed with Manhattan's energy. Dude, you know I, what I, mean? I didn't even remember he had a cat. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I wish Larry was here so he could talk about how impressed he was with that. Because now it means nothing. I thought I was going to blow your mind. No, I mean, that that makes sense, how he would get DNA. Yeah, and it, it goes back to Watchmen original, not even, like, you know, nothing here. Which I thought was cool, yeah? But, yeah. Well, I'll let you know so, when I actually read it. <laughs> I might end up reading it, too. Larry told me to read it in, in real talk, not, like, on-air talk, you know? Yeah, I, mean, I, I think we're going to have to, because it seems like it... It's affecting the entire DC universe. But it's not even happening at the right time. You know what I mean? That's because like, they, they're not good at putting shit out on time. Like, the, yeah, the, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if it's that important, they would make sure it comes out on time. Like, I can understand, like, one issue, two issue, the ending. But, you know, all of it, like... Man, I'm telling you that issue 12 is going to come out and, like, the 
the next week it's going to be some sort of crisis. Totally rebooted universe. Yeah. Who knows, man? I mean, we'll see. Uh, yeah. Uh, At this point, I don't know which book takes place in what universe. Yeah. Like, uh, it's all like a weird like um, soup of all these ingredients, you know? Yeah, well, like last night on Earth, I yeah. thought it was going to be an Elseworlds tale, but those first couple of pages makes me think it's in continuity. Right. Heroes in Crisis could be its own separate thing, but the fact that the heroes that show up there, like the the shit that makes them snap, was happening in other people in other books. Like the the like the reason Wally West is there, you see that on the Flash. Booster Gold, like I said, is in in the Gift. Makes me think it's part of the regular continuity. Mm-hmm. But then a couple of the people that that die in that book make me think like, well. I don't think that character is actually dead in the main continuity. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't know what's going on anymore. Hopefully it all comes together in a good way. Um, one of the things we haven't got to talk about this last night on Earth is the art. Uh, the art, the design of, like, you know, dystopian, like, Poison Ivy and Vixen, Wonder Woman. Like, they're the new Amazons. Like, there's no dude heroes yeah. around. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. Uh, but, yeah, like, Bruce Wayne's... I don't know who cut his hair because he's got a fresh ass cut. That's just the way but, Kapuyu does him. Because I've seen I've seen him yeah. with that haircut on Kapuyu books. Yeah, but yeah, I, I I love Kapuyu art, and as much as I loved him on like Spawn and Creech and shit back in the day, like him doing like a high, relatively high budget book like Batman, like they get the proper inker and artist to do his work looks fucking sweet, dude. Like. I want, like, every panel I was looking like, oh, man, this would be a good tattoo, you know? Like, I posted one on Instagram on my uh, on my stories, and it was just, like, Alfred, he had a straight jacket with an electroshock therapy helmet that looked like a bat, and he goes, here's your bat costume, you know? Yeah. And it just looks so cool, and I was like, man. And, you know, I was reading it on my tablet, but I bought it at home on my uh, on my other tablet that I keep at home. And I can just like it's in my clouds. It just goes from one to the other at will. And I was like, that that was a good experience in general. Just getting this book, I can. I really wanted to go to the shop and buy the physical copy, but I just didn't get a chance to. And uh, the only thing that could make me happy is if they have a white cover. What but, are you gonna yeah. have put on it? Like just dirt? I mean, like if I don't put anything on it, that means that anything could be on it. And I'm happy with that. Obviously, if it's just like a blank cover, it still works. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if I never pay anybody to draw on it, then it could be any art on it. You know what I mean? So I just keep it that way. There, <laughs> Through Instagram, I found a lot of artists. And for some reason, they're all having hard times. So oh, I don't having, want to sound like a predator. They're, but they're having sales? No, not even sales. Like, they're just like giving up. Oh, man. yeah. Like they, they quit. The, like I saw them, like I started following them when they were drawing for Instagram and selling stuff on Instagram. And then they were working their whatever PR jobs or whatever office bullshit job they had, you know, they're working for the man. And then after a few years of getting a bunch of followers and, the, and the, you know, people that buy their art, um, they quit. <laughs> and then now flash forward five years later, they haven't either adapted or grown or, or anything so they're not making as much to cover their costs so now they're giving up on art altogether so i'm thinking of reaching out to a few of them and sending out my white covers and just have like their last piece be on my white cover yeah but, i mean you'll give them a fair price I, i'll give them whatever they ask for but you know 
Well, if they're if they're that far gone, they might not ask for that much. Well, no, the thing is, it's you know, if it's you know, a, you know, thirty percent of the rent or something, like I'm willing to do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like that, like that, that that got sad. <laughs> yeah, no, because like I've I, seen, I, I've, I, I've seen a, a couple artists, um, like deep discount because they they just want like money to go on vacation or some shit like that. I thought yeah, that's what no. you're gonna go into, but you're like, oh no, these no, they're no. on their last legs and fuck, dude. So I, there's this one artist. <laughs> it's gonna get a little dark right now. There's one artist called. Um, he has a. It's not the greatest name for an artist, but it's we are all corrupted. That's his Instagram profile, and I've been buying art for him from him from the last I, I, since I even got on Instagram, like seven, six years. I've been buying a piece here. I've given you know I bought stuff to give out as present, you know, because I'm like, oh, this person might like this, you know. So I just buy I buy a, a bunch and give them out and. Then he did a uh, a series of Adventure Time art, and he it's a, I think a set of eight, and I bought the whole set. And then you know it gets delivered to my job. I show my coworker, I'm like, man, look at this one. This would be a great tattoo, like on my back. You know, it's Adventure Time art, and it's hit with his like touch. And the guy grabs it, and he looks, and he's like, yeah, this is kind of cool, man. And he's like studying the art, and then I don't realize that he had he was eating hot Cheetos. Ah. Oh. He put hot Cheetos all over my print, you know, and it was that Jack print that you just put in, in chat, <laughs> the one with the dog with the swirling arms. Yeah. So I messaged them like, "Hey man, can you uh, can you, you know how much for just the Jack? Like I'm I'm down to pay for whatever it is, you know. Like I I you know I paid for the full set, so I know what an individual one might go for. And uh, and I explained to him like my coworker had hot Cheetos and he was admiring it and he didn't wipe his hands beforehand, so. And uh, when he hit me up, he goes, you know what? I'm just going to send you one. Like, don't worry about it. Just send me the address and whatnot. And then I responded, I'm like, yeah, no, it's cool. Let, let me at least pay for shipping. Uh, I'll send you, you know, just I'll Venmo you. Just let me know how much. And then I click on his story. His fucking car got hit by a truck. Jeez. While he had his art in there. So you see all these prints, like, scattered all over the highway. So he's like, yeah. So And it says, like, okay, if you can buy, go to my store real quick. I, I need a new car. <laughs> you know? yeah. But not only that, he's got to pay for all those prints to be reprinted because you can't sell any of those. They're all destroyed, you know? So yeah, Plus, they, I, don't, they, don't, they probably don't sell for as much because they're like a, a second printing, I guess. Or does that not well, matter? No, I don't think that matters. It's, it's about the same. But either, either, either way, it's like, you know, he invested a, a, a lot just to get them because they're high quality prints on high quality paper. So even like I tried as soon as like, the hot Cheetos thing was on it. I tried a kneaded eraser because I usually get everything out of everything and it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, hot yeah. Cheetos are, they stick to everything. Yeah, no, it does. So uh like hot Cheetos stay- is what they use to make red Sharpies. <laughs> People don't know that. <laughs> no, yeah, they don't, but it is. Um, so yeah, all you listeners be on the lookout for a free print of Jack from Adventure Time with Hot Cheetos on it. As soon as I get the clean one. I'm looking at his art, and man, I could like this. I can imagine this dude doing your tattoos. Yeah, it's almost too too detailed. Like he has to dumb down to do tattoos. But the Adventure Time series, they all would be great tattoos for me. Uh, one, they're all triangle, and they all have like an occult symbol above it. And 
I love it. Yeah, I'm just posting a bunch of pictures from this guy's account because yeah. he's really good. Yeah. Like, his Adventure Time stuff is actually, like, the most simple. Like, tame. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, really yeah. simple, really, like, I could picture him doing it quick compared to some of the shit that I posted that looked like it fucking probably he sat there for a week just doing little lines. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things, too, is uh, back when I first started buying from him, he, uh, I feel like that one last one you put, I have all those and then a couple more. But he he went, he went did a big sale, and then he goes, okay, I'm leaving the country. Here's a big sale. Boom. And he, I guess he was, um, he did a bunch of art and then went on a tour of duty and then disappeared for like three years. Oh, he's a military guy? I think so. And then he came back and that's when he started doing the Adventure Time stuff. Oh, yeah. If he's a veteran, I'll buy some shit off of him. Yeah. But no, he does. I posted a joke that he had on his account. Just randomly. <laughs> like, I almost laughed to, into the mic, which is very unprofessional, <laughs> but that shit was funny. Yeah, it is funny. <laughs> But yeah, that that's one of the dudes that, that you know. So I would probably have him do a, a white cover, and then we'll see how much that goes. For you should have him do a swamp thing. Oh yeah, he, he'll be with, good at that. With the way he does these lines, a swamp thing would be pretty. Well, cool. in the last picture you did, there is that skull in the middle between the owl and the skull and the hanging man on the tree. Yeah, that yeah. is tree tree stuff growing out from a skull, so it's very like viney and planty. And that one, yeah, that I bought that one because it made me think of swamp thing without having swamp thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm looking at just that one now, and man, that that'll work. Yeah. We you need to do like a segment where you just highlight an artist. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to because in, I guess I'll do that. That'll be a video thing. Yeah, like I found a lot of talented artists just looking at some of the stuff that you that you talk about or some of the groups that you're in. Yeah, like I've seen. Don't get me wrong. There's there's a lot of people on there that's like, well, they they're not as good as they think they are. Right. But there's some people there that don't think they're as good as they really are. Yeah. You know, there there's been some amazing stuff and I said like you're selling that for fifty bucks, really? Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll pay that much, but dude, you get like three times as much. This other dude is half as good as you getting two hundred dollars for his shit. Yeah. No, th- that's how it is in art. It's you know and those dudes that aren't as good as they think they are are the ones that end up being like successful sometimes just because they just have that little like that little bit of in your face quality that they can self promote a little more, you know? Yeah, I guess they have more energy because there's like one guy that, and I've shown you his stuff before. Yeah, that I really really like. But when you read his his profile or whatever, I get the I get the impression that he does art for fun and just happens to make money off of it. Like it's not his his actual real job. That's just the impression that I got. But every time yeah. he puts something up. It looks fucking amazing. Yeah, there's another artist that actually, um, I actually uh, fund the Patreon for her. Her name is Corpse Tits. And uh, she does a lot of cool shit. And it's all like pinup stuff, you know? It's really good, very anime style. And even her, like, like when you think of anime style, it feels almost generic. But her stuff kind of stands out in that field. Only because she has her motifs that she likes to do. 
but more than anything everything is just black and white and super clean and cr- all the lines are like really clean and then that's one of the sadder stories that i've seen where it's like you know she quit her job just to do art and then it's just people aren't paying for it like stop paying for it you know what'd you say the name what was the the account name uh corpse tits and it's like everything would be a cool sticker everything is a cool patch everything would be a cool tattoo she has that weird artist mentality where she's self-conscious about her art so she's like please don't tattoo this on me because it's not my best stuff you know like but a lot of people still get her art tattooed but you know they get her art tattooed but then they don't pay her you know because she's not the one tattooing it and they just take the picture off her profile so how much would you pay an artist if you got their shit tattooed um wow i don't know if i can post this there's a lot of there's a lot of boobs yeah but it's cartoon boobs I don't. I don't know how strict uh, the network is. Yeah, I mean, try it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Well, if it doesn't work, we get kicked off. Eh, nobody's saying anything anyway. I, I, I don't know. I, 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 it definitely would have to be a conversation. I would like to give them the most that I could. You know, like specifically, like a corpse. It's like you see, like it looks simple, but when you actually see her process, it's not. It's super calculated and and intricate. You know. And that's the beauty of Instagram, too. Like, they do a lot of, like, process videos and shit like that. It's almost like a name your price type of thing. And if it's too high, I was like, hey, you know what? Like, give me a week or two. Yeah. And we'll take care of it. Okay. And this yeah. has been Artist Corner. <laughs> yeah. Artist Alley. Yeah, we did Swamp Thing, Doom Patrol, and Last Night. Uh, well, real quick. How many, uh, how many clone Batmans out of five would you give? last night on there i'm gonna do four just because like i said that the one thing bugged me but it wasn't it, it wasn't that bad yeah i'm gonna do four as well um i was willing to do five right off the bat um you wanted to I, do five off the preview yeah 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 but the thing is I, for some reason i thought it was because i guess because it's like elseworlds i just thought it was like a one issue thing you know like one yeah. big like i saw how many pages are in it i thought it was just a graphic novel and uh yeah, Wu Wei, that guy's good too. I, I've seen his stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, I give it four out of five just because it is a, 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 a was it a maxi series, like twelve issues or some shit. I don't know. Or, it's, yeah, it's a series. It's continuing. And, yeah, if it was a single issue, it would have been a five out of five if it had an ending, of course. All right, let's go ahead and uh, let's do a heavy metal minute, and then we'll jump into news. Okay. As you may remember, Chris Adler of Lamb of God had an accident a couple years back, and since then, he hasn't really toured with the band much. But now we have some info about his return. Recently, frontman Randy Blythe was asked in a radio interview about Chris's return, to which he replied, It's hard to say. It's hard to say what's going to happen with Chris Adler. I have no comment on him. Which can be a little scary for us fans. It doesn't quite inspire a lot of hope. The only silver lining is that in an interview last year with Metal Injection, Chris Adler stated that he is heavily involved in the process of making the new album, which he said would be out sometime in 2019. We definitely have to keep an eye out for new developments to this story. Tobias Forge, the mastermind behind Ghost, has stated that he can see someone else singing in the band instead of him. It's a notion that isn't entirely new. We heard him say that before, and uh, he initially wanted Candlemass's Messiah Mark Holland to sing while Tobias himself played guitar. I know I have my definite wish list of who uh, who can front Ghost vocally, but you know, let me know what you think. Abbott has released a new single for the upcoming album, Alt Strider. You all know I've been waiting for a new Abbott album 
since the last one came out. The album's title track, Outstrider, can be found on his YouTube channel. As for me, Outstrider brings the same icy nihilism that I love Abbott for, and the nice cool grooves and, and, you know, just cool, clean black metal. Outstrider, the new album, is due out July 5th. And finally, Judas Priest was forced to cancel their June 5th tour date. Rob Halford has been singing with bronchitis, and the doctor finally told him, hey, you gotta let the vo- those vocal muscles rest if you really want to recuperate. So they canceled the show for June 5th, and uh, the next one is June 8th, but we'll see if that's enough time for her to recuperate. They haven't canceled that yet, but refunds are give- being given for those tickets to the June 5th show. I'm Moses Magnum, and this has been a Heavy Metal Minute. Mm-hmm, him. Mm-hmm, him. I gotta send you that video, though, of just him saying mm-hmm, him for, like, two minutes. Yeah, I literally just, like, cut that out <laughs> yeah. right, right before we went on air. <laughs> you gotta do it before the the Heavy Metal Minute, though. Yeah, well, I didn't have time to set it up. I just, yeah, I, I cut the clip and I put it on the board yeah. real quick, and that's fucking Larry and Joe are here. Hit it one more time. Mm-hmm, him. It's actually <laughs> not, it's actually like too loud. Yeah, I love it. All right, uh, little things I couldn't add up. Uh, I couldn't add to the heavy metal minute because it's done before the show airs, but Amanda Marth released a new video called Mjolnir, Hammer of the North, and uh, that came out today. And then also Iron Maiden is suing the video game Ion Maiden for uh, using their font likeness and their play on their name. And they're suing them for $2 million. So Did that show make that money? Like, I've never even heard of that show. No, it's a game. I never heard of that game. Yeah. It just it was like a, just announced, like, ahead of E3. And they're like, um, uh, that's a cool picture of Dupe. Um, Fucking Billy. Yeah, he loves Dupe. Uh, Billy, uh, I guess to give you a, a bit of news that might hurt you, um, Dupe might not exist come July because Jonathan Hickman is rebooting the X-Men universe. And uh, it's going to be a super streamlined group of people. But, yeah. We'll talk to Larry about that next week. Aren't they cutting that down to like three books? Two books. Two. Wow. Yeah, which is going to be good because I, I, I used to love reading X-Men and I used to spend like at the time of Civil War and um, there was Civil War going on. There was Annihilation going on at the same time. And then there was X-Men, Emperor Vulcan and I forget the other. There was like three X-Men events happening at the same time. That's how many X-Men books there was. So between buying every Civil War tie-in, every X-Men tie-in, I didn't fuck with Annihilation. Um, that's Marvel Cosmic, and, and while it did seem interesting, I think I got, like, number one, but I was spending 80 bucks a week just with Civil War and the X-Men books. So them kicking it off at two books, I think I'm going to get into because I can afford two books easily. with not, not from money side, but from a time side. But yeah, we might lose dupe. That game, like, they, they announced it, you know, ahead of E3 and, and all this. So Iron Maiden lawyered up real quick. And, yeah, hopefully, like, with the money they get from suing the game, they will um, they can actually pay the person that's suing them for Hallowed Be Thy Name. And then they could play Hallowed Be Thy Name live, hopefully. But we'll see. 
that's actually what kept me. Remember, we were talking about the Iron Maiden tickets being like four hundred bucks. Yeah. Like what kept me from paying the four hundred bucks was the fact that they can't play "Hallowed Be Thy Name" live. And um, yeah, so you know, I want to hear that song. So if they do that, maybe I'll maybe uh, maybe I'll go see them live. Interestingly enough, if you watch, if you go see the band Iron Maidens, the cover band, they play "Hallowed Be Thy Name" every show. It's weird. But yeah, let's go ahead and jump in the news. <laughs> Comic book news. We should have a like, uh, like current, <laughs> well, not not like that, but like. Fucking Billy's got me in a Duke kick now. Yeah, oh, I love Duke. Duke is like, I feel like Duke is what they turned Groot into for the Guardians movies. Like he, he still acts kind of like Groot, but like Duke did that shtick before. Groot did, you know, um, in terms of the likeness, like it feels more like Duke than Groot when Groot does it. Is Duke an alien or a straight up mutant? Fuck, I, I think he's an alien. But um, it's funny that last picture you posted where he's like a ninja. Yeah, yeah. The the URL is annihil.us annihilus, and interesting in the news, annihilus might be coming to the mcu like he might be the next big bad for a side you know like thanos was for the next phase i don't know how true it is but you know there's a, a new website that all of a sudden got on my radar called where we got this covered.com and they keep getting all these sources so i don't know they're probably owned by legendary entertainment or some shit you know yeah. and they're a big propaganda machine because all of a sudden like within a week or two they have all these like leaked sources knowledge shit you know yeah, but that that shit always happens, and yeah, eighty percent of the time it's wrong. Well, that's why I said like maybe it's owned by a movie studio or a, or a movie company because it it just seems like it's it's going to be true, but they give it to them because they can control when it comes out. You know what I mean? It could also be a lucky guess. I mean, if if they're going multiverse well, no, no, and they cosmic have, they have they have sources and they quote you know like Fahey and these people you know like it, it's not like comicbook.com or comicbookmovie.com like they got le- they name legit sources okay yeah so that that's why i think it's they're, they're owned by disney or one of those but annihilus is a character that is from the negative zone and you know primarily like you know when you think of negative zone and shit like that you think of fantastic four so, you know, when I got to hang out with Larry this weekend, I told him, you know, what do you think about a nihilist? And, you know, can you do that without a Fantastic Four? And he goes, honestly, like, you kind of can, but it's not, it's just a little, you might be able to, like, introduce the Fantastic Four that way. You know, like, getting their powers from the negative zone, like, cosmic energy thing, you know? But then, you know, we talked about that in that remake or reboot of Fantastic Four. That's kind of how they got their power, like, through interdimensional shit. Well, no, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Is he a machine? An idolist? No, but he's he, a Kirby guy. Like Kirby people always look kind of like machines, even if they're not. Like he kind of looks like Ultron a little bit. It yeah, depends on on what who the artist is. Obviously, yeah, he's got that Ultron yeah. head, but his body looks. Yeah, like, he's got like armor, and I think he's either like reptilian or insectilian. No, I mean his his head like literally. Yeah, looks Ultron. yeah, his his head looks like Ultron, but. But himself, like, I think he's a reptilian or yeah, insectilian. 
then yeah, I guess depending on the artist, some people make him look like a bug. Yeah. But yeah, that might be the the next big bad. Oh, I didn't know Starro was in in uh Marvel. Yeah, he's in there. He's just not called Starro. What do they call him? Shumagora? Yeah. Is that him? Yeah, and he's more like a Cthulhu than he is Starro. That's fucking Starro. At least the pictures I'm looking at. Well, yeah, it's Starro, but he lost some weight. Yeah, he's like leaner and ten, tendrilier. Yeah, I gotta post that. And he's huge. Well, Starro is huge sometimes. Yeah, no. no Starro looks like a starfish. And then he jizzes, he jizzes on people, but the, j- the sperm is like little Starros, and they get on your face. Yeah. Hello, Shimakura. Beta Ray Bill is set to debut in Guardians 3. I'm going to so, hold off yeah. on my excitement for that. You're going to hold off for what? On my excitement for that, because I, yeah. I don't believe it. I don't believe that half the people there are talking about how amazing that is, even know what the fuck he is. Yeah. They're just like, oh, that's something that's happened before. Yeah. it's um, He's a guy that happens to be worthy of Thor's hammer, and he's worthy enough that they make one for him. Yeah, does he get the but, original Stormbreaker, or is it... Because it looks like that axe, like, half of it yeah, is an axe and it, half of it is a hammer. Yeah, that that's that's how his is. Is is um, it Stormbreaker, though, or is it something it's not, else? No, it's not Stormbreaker. Well, but, you know what? It might be. But either way, like, he gets his own, and um, I, I feel like they don't need to bother with him at this point, because with Thor, it was like a human guy like Shazam, like, he turns into Thor, you know, when he, when he hits the cane on the floor, and the lightning hits him, and he turns into Thor, so there's that dual person thing, like Captain Marvel, um, but with Beta Ray Bill, it was, like, kind of like that, like, he got the costume, but he stayed the same, you know? Yeah. And that's what Thor is, so it's like, to me, it bugs me that there's you know, they already did Beta Ray Bill in mechanics with Thor, and yeah. So yeah, it's one of those things that only bugs me. Like what? Um, what would you do with him? And by the way, his hammer is Stormbreaker. Yeah, uh, but I, I don't even know what they would do with him. Oh, it's just another Thor that they don't have to pay Chris Hemsworth a, a bunch of money. Right, but Hemsworth is supposed to be in the next one. It's supposed to be like as well, Guardians no, of the Galaxy. He's going to be in Guardians, and then, so they're probably going to show him, or that's going to be like him handing off Stormbreaker to to, to Beta Ray Bill. I don't know. It yeah. doesn't matter to me. I already saw him in Thor Ragnarok. Anything Beta Ray Bill, like the most badass thing Beta Beta Ray Bill would do, is what Captain America did in Endgame. You know, he pretty pi- much he picked up the hammer and and used it to to fight a villain. Yeah, well, he could fight Thor. Like that's that's a big fight in the comics. It's a well, yeah, but it's each one has their own hammer, right? Right. So it's whoever Odin picks, you know, more worthy. MCU. Or- Odin's dead. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like it's MCU Beta Ray Bill. So like, it, honestly, it would be it would be the two of them like standing and the the Stormbreaker is like going back and forth. It doesn't know who to go to. Yeah, and well, also Stormbreaker is like MCU Stormbreaker is dumb because you don't need to be worthy to to pick it up. That's true because it doesn't have the the spell on right. it. Right, and that's why people tell me, oh, group picked up Stormbreaker. I'm like so, like nobody like. Stormbreaker doesn't have the enchantment that Mjolnir has. You know, like, they gave Stormbreaker the Beta Ray Bill, but after he was worthy to pick up the hammer, you know? So, like, they gave him his own so they could both exist, you know? Yeah. 
No, we'll see how it goes. I mean, Thor doesn't have a hammer anymore. They took the hammer back in the timeline. Yeah, but he has Stormbreaker. Yeah, but again, that Stormbreaker means nothing. I mean, nobody has the hammer. That hammer was destroyed. Yeah. Right. So, it, yeah, Beta Ray Bill equals nothing. Yeah. Hey, do you want to see a Netflix series for The Question done by Kevin Smith? Uh, I'll watch it. I don't know if I want to watch it. Well, Kevin Smith wants to do it. Okay. That's the whole story. He he really yeah, wants he to just do wants it. to do it. I don't know why he said Netflix and not DC Universe app. Maybe Netflix that's has a, more money. <laughs> maybe that's a that's a clue as to how long that app is going to be out. Yeah, I mean don't don't forget. I posted this picture on the on Instagram account a while back where the they they were showing promotional pictures of Titans but it didn't say DC app anywhere it said Netflix original yeah and i just assumed that was for international cuz you can't get the DC universe app internationally yeah hey but if Netflix got it like that then i maybe Kevin Smith knows something we don't and he's just going straight to the to the main dudes and also around that time the um that Swamp Thing series got canceled right. and production halted, and then they made the new ending. Right. And if anybody's listening to this show in Canada, your space channel has all this stuff. You don't need Netflix. You don't. Well, I don't know if maybe that's like a special channel up there, like HBO or some shit. But you go to the the Space Channel website, you can watch all this shit. Do you know the channel for South Korea? No, because that's in Korean. Have, yeah, but we have South Korean listeners now. I'll find out. I'll tell you next week. Batman got an official Twitter account. Oh, yeah? Like, check mark and everything. At DC Batman. Let's see what he's saying. Yeah, I don't have a Twitter. Well, uh, I do, but I don't even remember. Let's see here. It says, he retweeted Tom King, an article of Batman writer, parenthetical, former CIA operative, Tom King, on DC's USO tour of Kuwait. That's bullshit. He retweeted Warner Brothers. Today is a day. Own Batman Returns, Batman Forever, and Batman and Robin on 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray. I don't need to see Batman Forever in 4K. Yeah. By the way, even in that uh, even in that picture that they put, look at his boots. Like they look goofy, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, he looks too short. Like, the legs are too short. The, the shoes looks like he's wearing uh, a Timberlands or something. Like he's or got Converse. He's, he's got fucking work boots on or some shit. Yeah, he's wearing those shoes that you buy when you're in the restaurant industry from that catalog. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's basically DC with a Batman handle because they're really just you know. There's a picture of Tom King with Jim Lee at the USO tour. There's a Daniel Panabaker with Jim Lee. Yeah. No wonder that fool can't yeah. turn any art in. He's, yeah, it's too busy. I mean, on the one hand, he's visiting the troops, so I can't fault him for that, but yeah. he should be drawing for the troops. I'm going to start a uh, a Kickstarter, have Jim Lee draw for the troops. Oh, change.org. Nobody listens to change.org. Well, the Chinese people do. They freed that panda, and then I had egg on my face because I told them it would never happen. Let's see what else. Uh, Patty Jenkins on Twitter. Oh, they the picture's not. Oh, there it is. Yeah, Patty Jenkins on Twitter tweeted the poster for Wonder Woman 1980 or 84. It looks cool. Very colorful. I don't like it. Her yeah. head looks like it's not proportioned right. Like it, it's a floating head. Yeah. I mean, I like, the, I like I like I like the color. I like the scheme, but it, yeah, it's a floating head. They made her look less. Um, 
Because she's got more of an athletic body, like lanky. They try to make her, like, smaller and curvy. And, look, we here at Fantastic Forum, we're the premier feminist podcast. Like, we know they're trying to get men to watch it. So they make her look a little more curvy than she is. And I, I don't like it. I spent a lot of time staring at this poster. And actually, I think I know what happened. Because it, it's, it's actually, a, it's, it's a picture of her, but I think they went in and tried to, like, slim her here and, and edit there. Right. And, the, yeah. the end result, like, they didn't touch the head because she's yeah. fucking beautiful. That yeah. it makes the, the head just doesn't look like it belongs with that body. Like, it's just yeah. a little, and it's not even, like, I can't say it's a lot out of proportion, but it's just enough that it's noticeable. Just, just enough to make it not sit right. Yeah, I get you. There's just something about this poster. Other, I mean, I like the colors. Uh, I like the costume she's wearing. I guess they're going to change up the, the Wonder Woman costume and give her some. Aquaman version. Yeah. 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 It's just a poster. I'm okay with it. <laughs> like it looks like a magic eye poster, but it's not. Yeah, I like the I like the first poster there. It wasn't really a poster, I guess. It was more like a uh like a set image or something that they put out. Uh-huh. And then a lot of people were putting the whole uh like the words around it to make it like, oh, this is the poster. And I'll post it in chat. I'm stalling while I bring it up. I, you know what it is. Everybody's seen it. Yeah. And yeah, I, that like it's just her. It's just her, and it's yeah. If it's edited, it's done so well that I can't tell. Yeah. No, that the I love that crown thing. Like that shit just looks cool. Any in any movie, any frame, any like she should just wear that on the daily basis. <laughs> just walking around. Yeah, like it just looks cool. Like. If I could pull it off, I would do it too. Holy crap! I think she is just wearing it around. Hold on, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna post this picture. I think it's just the cast doing. Um, what was that movie where they're all in detention? Is it Breakfast Breakfast Club? Oh yeah. And they're all like in in, in regular clothes, but she still has that crown thing. Yeah. That's like that's like what I picture you saying. Yeah, that's how it'd be wearing all black with that crown. Yeah, damn it, that woman's hot. Yeah, no, she's. That's the role of her life, man. That's what I I bought um, a sketch of her, and, that, and I've talked about it with you guys before. I think I posted it in chat one time. And when it came in the mail, and Amber opened it because she's she's like, "Oh, what'd you get? Oh, it's just you know a drawing of Wonder Woman." She opened it up, looked at it, I was like, "Oh my gosh, she's fucking beautiful." <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. You don't follow her on Instagram, right? No. Yeah, me neither. I should though. Oh yeah, you should. I don't. I don't. I don't follow celebrities. So, you know, I, I don't, but it, it's just, she don't, she doesn't do it, overdo it. You know what I mean? Like, she's not like right, posting what she eats, but she'll do like a little pose. And, you know, she's a professional model. So she knows like, okay, have somebody take my picture instead of taking it myself. So the posts are all like just aesthetically pleasing, but they're all like, you know, because she is Wonder Woman. Like at this point, she is Wonder Woman. She's right. as iconic as Linda Carter. You know, um, she actually posted one like when she met Linda Carter, like together, both in costume, you know, like and uh, yeah, it's it's kind of cool. She updates and then she gives her point of views on certain things. And yeah. I, I followed worse profiles than that one. I can tell you that. Yeah, no, I avoid celebrity accounts just because especially like the more i i like a celebrity yeah i, I don't want them to post something that's gonna like piss me off or make me not like them as much yeah. you know if it's just pretty pictures i'll see them yeah because you know you go to whatever the 
magnifying glasses, just browsing, and you know they'll they'll pop up because you've liked other stuff that they've done. So if if it's just pretty pictures, I'll I'll see them. I I just don't like any celebrity. I don't follow, especially the more I like I like a celebrity, the less likely I am to to follow them just because something like that might happen. I I know what you mean. I I've I don't I think I've deleted like just one person. I've been lucky in the sense that the people that I follow kind of share the same views as I do without like me knowing it, you know? Yeah. So, I I've been lucky in that respect. Um another bit of news here. Uh apparently Far From Home is going to spoil who bought the Avengers Tower. And if you don't want spoilers, like, turn it off right now for, like, three seconds, because I'm just going to say the name. But apparently Oscorp is buying Avengers Tower in Far From Home. So it'll be Osborne's, like, intro into the MCU. I know you hated that Stark made the Spider-Man suit. Yeah. Now, the fact that in Far From Home, that new Spider-Man suit... Peter Parker makes it using Stark tech. Does that soften it a little bit? Um, you know, uh, MCU Spider-Man is MCU Spider-Man. Like that's, it's just a Spider-Man that happens to be a Spider-Man in a universe that I don't care about. Like he's not my Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I actually, uh, was reading amazing Spider-Man 22 earlier today. And it turns out, comic Spider-Man ain't my Spider-Man either. Like, my Spider-Man's dead. <laughs> Your Spider-Man you know? is the Flash. Like, yeah. Like, from, yeah. I mean, really, like, that. that's kind of it. Like, you know, they did. I, I damn it. I didn't want to do a review of Amazing Spider-Man 22. But basically, it's a Craven storyline. Craven, like, if you read Craven's Last Hunt, that's going to be the best be-all, end-all Craven story. If nothing came after that, like that's that's it. It's a fucking graphic novel. It's it's as close as Marvel got to Vertigo in that time. And uh, you know they did Grim Hunt and they brought him back to life and everything. And I was reading a review of Amazing Spider-Man 22, and it's like, oh, it it, it harkens back to Craven's Last Hunt. And then I read it. That's what got me to read it. And I'm like, you know what, man? Fuck fucking fuck comics. <laughs> yeah, like. This is it's some trite. Like it, that shit ain't good. That shit's it's like halfway derivative, halfway creative, and editorial tells them you know keep it halfway between good and bad. You know, like let, let's, let me just pay Nick Spencer and you know uh, it hurts, but Umberto Ramos like that's the art. So you know they'll, Umberto Ramos I think has enough like I like to call it cock weight because you just swing at it and then boom you come in with it. You know. I, I like to think that Luberto Ramo has, has enough cock weight to come in and draw what he wants to draw, you know? As long as it goes with the story. But Nick Spencer, like, that's a dude that should be writing image books, you know? Like, he's like a Brian K. Vaughn guy that just hasn't found it. And uh, he's over here writing Spider-Man, and it's like, I felt like they told him, you know what? Make this good, but not that good. You know, yeah, and uh, yeah, it, 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 so it's like you know. I, I, apparently, I'm never getting any good Spider-Man ever from this point on. So, yeah, I guess not, the only thing I can hope for is into the Spider-Verse. But they're about to ruin that shit too. Yeah, no, I was just wondering because I saw a trailer where uh, 
the that black and red suit. Yeah. He actually creates it. But then yeah. in that same trailer, there's a scene where he puts on the the glasses Tony Stark had in in Endgame yeah. or, in, uh, or Infinity War, and it's it's Friday or whatever. I, th- I think it was Friday. Whatever the AI is like doing yeah. AI things. I like well, <laughs> you know they they uh they they jerk them off on on one on one hand and then slap them with the other. Yeah. Uh, I don't like AI with Spider-Man. Like, Spider-Man is supposed to have RI, real intelligence. Like, he's he's on the intelligence level as, like, let me put it this way. When he's wearing the mask, he can talk to Reed Richards and Tony Stark and Hank Pym and be, like, a peer. Without the mask, he can't only because he feels like he isn't on their level, you know? But he's he, he easily could like be up there with them you know yeah. like he's not the dummy in the room with that group i mean they're, they're making it seem like he's trying to be the new tony stark yeah because he's smart that, he's the only one smart enough to figure all that shit out well but okay he's the only one so, smart enough in mcu to figure that shit out well that's not entirely true because wasn't his asian friend the smart one in the first one like he's the one that did everything for him yeah yeah he so helped he helped pack the suit up I'm sorry, say that again? He helped hack the suit. Yeah, but but that's the thing. Like, you're hacking a Tony Stark suit? Like, that's, like, alpha-level, like, decryption, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, they they gave him a crutch, and then now they're taking it away, and it's a miracle. That's like televangelism to me. I don't like it. Um, But, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I don't have a Spider-Man right now. Vertigo's going away, too. Again? Yeah. Why? When did it go away before? When Karen Berger left, they took a hiatus. They didn't put anything out for like two years. Oh, no. But this story is that DC is actually closing Vertigo. Okay. Which makes sense because now they have their their black label. Anything edgy would go there. No, because they can't show penis. Like Vertigo showed penis. Okay. Well, I... And I guess the I guess technically the good news is that a lot of the the creator owned books that were on Vertigo are going to revert back to their owners. Uh, but okay, like which ones? I don't know. All of them? Maybe Sandman? The the story I had that said which books I, I can't I can't find that anymore. Okay. Um, but they're only keeping a couple. Like the according to the the story, like Lucifer, they'll probably keep. And so maybe Sandman, but it does say that uh, a bunch of the books that were on there are probably going to, that were creator owned, are probably going to just stay with their creator. Okay. I can't give you names. Yeah. Well, it, mm. Yeah. I mean, there was, there was a, a book about witches that was really good. We'll see where that goes. Um, is Molly Mayhem still going to have a job? I don't know. It's not, it's not in the story. And this story is phrasing it as a rumor, but I saw yeah. it on like a bunch of other places. And then considering the fact that they have their black label, you know, I think that that's where that were that that's going to be their edgy, their edge verse yeah. or whatever. I mean, they were trying to get rid of Vertigo for a while. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this isn't even new. Like but now they have an alternative, even if they can't show penis, but they really don't. Like Batman's penis caused the whole shit. I know, but you're focusing a lot on the penis. No, they focused on the penis. Like that wasn't a penis to focus on. It wasn't impressive. Like they focused because it had DC logo on it. If it had Vertigo, nobody would have given a fuck. And I can tell you this because I've seen a lot of penis in Vertigo. 
I've, I've seen like fat guy penis, slim guy penis, like maybe even like child penis, Let's and nobody see. gave a shit. Let's see. So further down there, they are talking about how Vertigo lost like its its big names like Ellis, Enith, Morrison, Gaiman, and then it does talk about when they restructured Vertigo and Karen Berger. They say demoted yeah. and then fired. Yeah, that's what happened. Okay. And then they tried to relaunch it, and it just didn't work out. Yeah, because they have no no talent. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to see that. Then Van Skeever did some YouTube videos about why Vertigo sucked. Well, Vertigo is your Ahoy Comics now. Like, that's the shit you would have gotten there. The Like, the people running it, the people working on it, were the people that used to do Vertigo books back in the day, you know? Oh, well. Anything else? Let's see what we got here. Some Academy member sli- uh, slammed the Avengers movies, said he would never vote for them for a, for an Academy Award. Oh, yeah, I read the that The quote story. from him is, oh, go ahead. I read that story, and it was one guy, though. Yeah, it was just one guy. Because there's no way on earth that I would ever vote for anything with the word Avengers in the title. Like a lot of people in the Academy, I don't respect money grads. Was he talking specifically because of Endgame, or just like the whole MCU as a whole? Um... Like, the, the article makes it seem... Yeah, no, Avengers, like, yeah, in general. Like, I think because of Endgame. Like, he just felt Endgame wasn't worth it. Which I agree. I can't I can't be bad. Like, if he would have said, like, superhero movies in general, then I could have a gripe. But if he just didn't like Infinity War and were... Like, I would have loved if he would have said, like, you can't destroy the Infinity Stones with the Infinity Stone. Like, then I'd be like, yeah, this guy, Steven Spielberg, you're my boy, you know? But uh, but he didn't say that. He just said Avengers name and called it a money grab. Ah, oh, man, Infinity War was great. I love Infinity War. That should have got something. Yeah, no. Infinity War should have been the end. Like, phase... Four should have been them living in that aftermath, trying to hold shit together, which was like the 15 minutes, first, like 10, 15 minutes of... Oh, the time jump? Yeah, like that time jump, like phase four should have been everything within that time jump. And then end game should have been like the culminating, culminating, culminating thing after a bunch of movies that are money grabs, but don't feel like money grabs. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. It was another uh, Marvel story. confirms Moon Knight is in the MCU's near future. I doubt that. No, uh, Marvel confirms Moon Knight is in the near MCU's near future. They still doubt that. <laughs> it says the martial arts turned superhero occasionally became a member of the Avengers in the comics. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, they still have the. There's no quotes or anything. It's all sources. I wish Larry was here so you could tell me. Because he, like, he loves Moon Knight now, but he didn't like Moon Knight for a long time. I remember, like, we started the show with him not liking Moon Knight. Like, I think the first year, the first six episodes of us was me telling him about that Moon Knight Civil War tie-in that had nothing to do with Civil War, but was terrible, but was drawn by David Finch and it looked amazing. And he still didn't want to look at it. No. But now he loves Moon Knight. Well, now he can't see it. Yeah, he can see it. Netflix announces Magic the Gathering anime series by the Russo brothers, or with the Russo brothers. I don't care about that, but... I don't like that it's animated. I don't like that it's a weird, like, TV series. Like, it's gonna be weird. Like, the whole thing of Magic is that you're the planeswalker, you observe the world. It's like... Well, sort of. I mean, each each card set, they would put out a book. Like, there's actual novels right. for Magic the Gathering, and... 
<clears throat> that was always cool for me because a new novel would come out right when the new card set and like they were related. Like some of the characters in the novel were like legendary characters in the game. So it can be interesting. Like there is an actual story there. Right. But but it's if you're not part of it, like the novel's cool, but playing the game is better, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So if you're not part of it, like why would you want just want to observe it? Either, either way, animated like it's, it's just not doesn't feel as good as if it would have been live action. Well, the closest I got to Magic the Gathering was Game of Thrones for me. That had everything. It had the the whites. It had people that you know goblins and shit and like even. Like, when they killed that first dragon, the Ice King killed him, and everybody's like, oh, shit, they killed him. Like, no, he ain't dead, man. That's an ice drake. I played Magic the Gathering Nemesis. You know, like, that's an ice drake. And then, sure enough, opened his eye, blue fucking ice drake. It's like, people were surprised at some of the shit. They're like, I've never seen anything like this. I'm like, it's because he never played Magic. Yeah, I saw that ice drake coming, too. Yeah. So, that I got my... Magic the Gathering series. Although Somebody I, tried to tell me it was Dungeons and Dragons. I'm like, no, nah, it ain't Dungeons and Dragons because there's no real like quest team, you know? Yeah. Well, I expected that Ice Drake to do a lot more than it did. We look in Game of Thrones. We expected a lot more people to do a lot more than what they did, and then we expected some to do less than what they ended up doing. And it's still a disappointment. Like that's how bad that last season was. Keanu Reeves is being sought for a role in Eternals. I told Larry this weekend I have no faith in Eternals. They ruined Celestials. They ruined Inhumans. So I can, like, between all that, Eternals are shit. So you can do whatever the fuck you want with Eternals because I don't give a shit. If they do an Eternals movie, like, that takes place in the past, right? Well, they could take place anywhere. Like, they could do a future movie with Eternals because they're Eternals. But they I mean, would, keep... they, would they, like, hey, there's Spider-Man over there. You know, like, is it the same at the same time as what's going on in the MCU? Would the, like the Guardians of the Galaxy run into an Eternal? It's funny you actually say that because during Civil War, they launched an Eternal series. It was supposed to be six issues. It turned out being seven issues. And uh, <laughs> it took place during Civil War, during the X-Men stuff. In San Francisco, the was an exile, and it took place during World War Hulk, and uh, yeah, it was it was interesting to see them deal with all those three things at the same time, <laughs> like at, on top of their own issue, you know? Yeah. So uh, yeah, they they can definitely do that. And the thing is, if they the beauty of Eternals is if they fuck it up, they can just give you a period piece in ancient Greece. You know what I mean? Because it's like the thing with Eternals, it's like, okay, so you have like, you could do Apocalypto with the Eternals in, you know, like they're the gods that live in that area. Like they reincarnate through time. So in Greece, they're like, oh, that's Hercules, that's Perseus, that's this. And you like, you just see them as people that are children of gods. You create the myths around them. They're just like superheroes in that time, but it's really just the Eternals. Then they like go dormant or whatever, or they die, you know, and then they're reincarnated in the next, you know. And that's what made that series really cool with Neil Gaiman because they were just reincarnated in the modern time and they were just themselves. And it's like you got Icarus, you have uh, Makari, Osiris, Cersei, you know, like, and they're like trying to find their place in this modern world and then still trying to stop a celestial. But then, you know, that cool aspect of it is something they can't really do because they did fuck up in humans and they fucked up celestial. So, like, 
in order to do a good Eternals movie that people are going to like, they have to fuck that up too. Yeah, no, I, I know what they're going to do now. It's going to be a, a modern day. Like it's going to take place in the modern MCU days with flashbacks to them being Egyptian gods or whatever. Yeah. And to me, like the best Eternals movie was um, Hancock. Okay. Like that, that they were the Eternals. You know, yeah. and the you know what sucked is that there was only two. But so I, I think the only thing that would ruin Eternals for me at this point, the movie would be um, them trying to make it like the comic because it's like you already fucked. Like you teased me with Eternals throughout the MCU. Like every like Thanos is an Eternal, and then they still didn't do that right. You know what I mean? Like the fact that he hated this planet and everything. Like in Infinity War, he hated it for the wrong reason. Like you know, like. You know, Thanos was the shit of his planet. Like, they looked at him because he was imperfect. So he's like, you know what? I'll kill all of you, you know? And that's how he developed his strength. That's how he became a warrior. It's like fighting for survival because they wanted to kill him since he was born, you know? They didn't do that. He just saw a planet that was overpopulated and, you know, whatever the fuck. Um, he was like Kal-El, but, like, dumb. Not Kal-El, uh, Jor-El, but dumb. Okay. But, but yeah, um... So yeah, the 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 thing that would fuck up Eternals at this point is them trying to make like the comic. Any more Eternals questions? Mm, no, sounds like the movie's gonna be stupid, but I don't have much of a history with them, so I'll probably enjoy it. Yeah, no, their characters I like. Like, so the history of Eternals is, you know, Jack Kirby did what he wanted. He created the creation of Earth six one six, and he wanted gods and and all this stuff and terragenesis and that led to the inhumans which ultimately led into the mutants and essentially all superheroes came from the celestials manipulating early uh homo life i don't want to no, homo as in you know not sucking dick or anything <laughs> but like you know homo erectus homo sapiens you know there was different there's different uh branches of humanity and some of them survived you know us homo erectus survived because you know we could get it up and uh, and that's where, like, Eternals comes into play. Like, they're the protectors of those early branches of humanity. Like, because there's other parts of their creation that are negative, too. Trying to stifle them or cannibalism and shit like that, you know? So they're, like, the early superheroes of, like, the caveman era. And they kind of have to, like, protect humanity, let it flourish, you know? And it was all, like, celestial experiments. But, you yeah, know, yeah. MCU fucked that up. Yeah, it sounds like it could be interesting. Uh, I mean, it is if you, you know, read it. X-Men Dark Phoenix is about to come out. I was watching a Kado show actually put a, a review up and I tried watching the review and these people are trying to make it. They're, they're telling you it's a bad movie without telling you it's a bad movie because they clearly got some studio perk or something. So they're trying to spin it as good and it was just frustrating to watch. So, yeah, this movie is becoming the fastest worst reviewed x-men movie of the whole franchise well i haven't even seen it already i think it's stupid there are they already fuck up the the story without even seeing it because i saw apocalypse towards the end of the po of apocalypse like she unleashes the phoenix force basically to defeat apocalypse but then the trailer showed me her getting the phoenix force in space yeah. So already they're fucking up their own shit. It doesn't make sense. I, yeah. If you're not gonna do, if you're not gonna do it the way it's supposed to be done, you're gonna do it this other way. Then stick to it. Don't change it the next movie. But eh. 
Yeah, X Fox Marvel movies are garbage. So I, I don't have any faith in them. And I was telling one of my clients today, like, yeah, Dark Phoenix is coming out, but who gives a shit? They don't even give a shit because they haven't even like really promoted it. Like they promoted other shit. Yeah. You know? Do Do they even know? Has anybody asked you about New Mutants? Oh no. no, <laughs> I, no I, everybody's yeah. forgotten about New Mutants. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Be great. Which is it's crazy because fucking Macy Williams is like a big time star now, right now. Yeah. Especially after Game of Thrones just finished and right. she's and in it. Nobody knows. That's I think that's what they were counting on with Dark Phoenix too, is you know, but apparently like people didn't like Game of Thrones, so it, it has a stink on it. Yeah. Outside of Game yeah. of Thrones, uh Sophie Turner's not that good. No, she's not. I mean, even in Game of Thrones, she's not that good. But she just fits the part. and Yeah, she plays the part because she's supposed to be, like, holding back her emotions. Yeah. But then and when you put her in a role where she's supposed to show emotions and she doesn't, then yeah. you see. Yeah. Like, even if you think of Dark Phoenix, like, I know Larry will be like, no, that's not it. But he's not here, so I'm going to say it anyway. Like, I'm down to just see her as, like, Goblin Queen, you know, like, do that story instead of Dark Phoenix because it's less ambitious. And you can have her be the dark, like, powerful, like, telepathic character doing bad shit that it's like, yeah, you're kind of rooting for her, but you're kind of not, you know? See, but you didn't see uh, X-Men Apocalypse, and she's supposed to just be Jean Grey in that, and it it doesn't work. But the thing is, is the thing with Jean Grey and Goblin Queen is it's the, the fractured part of her persona, of her psyche, is the dark part. So... That's easier to do than to do the Phoenix Force, which is a cosmic force that can destroy Thanos. You know, honestly, um, I, I think there was a, a studio meeting and they said we need a chick with red hair that's big right now, and she had red hair in the show, even though I think she naturally she's a blonde. Yeah, and they they're like, well, I like red hair, and she's in the popular show. Let's let's do her. Uh, I guess I don't know. I was thinking more of the story for Dark Phoenix than the casting, but yeah. Well, that's that's the problem. Is I don't think she's that good of an actress. No, uh, Macy Williams is probably a little bit better. Actually, I can't even really say because I haven't seen what she's done in New Mutants. Yeah, I haven't seen her in anything other than Game of Thrones. So, yeah. I guess we'll see. I'm gonna have to see New Mutants. You mean Dark Phoenix? I both. Uh, well, you're never gonna see New Mutants. I'm gonna get me a copy of New Mutants somehow. You? That's just not coming out. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna get a review copy, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch some shit from New Mutants, even if it's straight to DVD. I'm I'm gonna watch it because now I have to know if she can act. All right, All right. Anything else? Nah. Eh, let's see. There might have been something else, but I don't care anymore. I'm, I'm done. Larry. Final thoughts. Joe, final thoughts. Oz, give us some final thoughts. Uh, Good Omens is good. Cloak and Dagger is good. That's it. That's it. Yeah, I would say more, but Lawrence isn't here, so he's the only one that would watch it. 
Uh, once again, I'm going to announce it. I'm giving away this Avengers Endgame print drawn by the great Tone Rodriguez. And uh, get that off my hands. I don't want this shit in my house anymore. Um, happy birthday to my brother Oscar Magnum. You guys don't know him. Larry knows him. It's funnier if you Larry was here. We could laugh at him, but he's not. Uh, what else? Yeah, I guess that's it. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. I mean, or don't. It really doesn't matter. Um, more importantly, just follow us on Podbean, because that's where you get our archives. Podbean, iTunes, allgames.com for some reason doesn't have our archives anymore. Uh, they just let us do the live shit. Um, but yeah. As far as all games go, you can listen to us here live every Wednesday night, 6.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And at URL, again, is allgames.com. <laughs>